Mesdames et Messieurs, bienvenue à la Salacast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the Salacast. On Saturday the 28th of July 2012, I'm your host Dan Trey. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. That actually sounds really cool with Zach's feedback. And Zachary Burgess. Oh, you've got feedback. Yeah. Don't turn my shit down, but you'll hear you. You've got an echo. Yeah, somewhat echoey. Yeah, you need to just leave it up so you can hear us, and then buy a better freaking... Well, as long as we just do loud, like, Olympic announcements for the entire thing, it won't sound too out of place. Okay. Yeah, just see your feedback. <laughs> That's my plan, basically. Just say everything twice. <laughs> Starting in French. 2012 yeah, sounds kind of cool. Why does it start in French anyway? I, mean, I, think it, I think it's because the Olympic founder dude was French. Yes, but that doesn't mean you can't have that be different for one year or something. Wait, why don't they do it in Greek? Surely that's more appropriate. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> then no one would understand it. Yeah, it's kind of weird how the Olympics is like a French thing now. Well, they do Except it in Eurovision as well, I guess. But Yeah, that's true. But... but that might be because French is probably the most widespoken language. In Europe, I suppose. Mm, I don't even know if that's true. No. Probably English is mo- more widely spoken. I don't know about as a... Like, as a first language, what do you think is the most widely... I mean, it just depends on the country, right? If Germany has more people than France, then it's German. But if it's yeah, France, I then guess. it's French. Simple as that, really. But then, but then there's, like, French-Belgians as well. Yeah, but not that many. Belgium isn't that big. And do Luxembourg like, speak French, or do they have Luxembourg <laughs> as well? <laughs> They're Dutch, don't they? Or whatever. How are they? Netherlands and all that. On days. We clearly know all about the world because of the Olympics. <laughs> we're Absolutely. so well up on knowledge. Yeah. But we were trying to play the nation game last night and failing really badly. You were failing. I was like, okay. <laughs> What's the game? Yeah. What well, we were trying to, like, you know when they do the nation walk at the opening yeah, ceremony? Yeah, yeah. And it takes like two hours. Yeah. It's like, well, we were trying, well, we're not going to possibly name all of these countries. So it's rather than playing what's coming up next, we'll do the, what comes at the, at the beginning and end of each letter. Oh. So it's like, who, alphabetically. So, all right. Who's the first of the Bs, alphabetically, in terms of nations? Was it the Bahamas? All right. Yeah. That I makes think, sense. maybe. It's hard <laughs> to remember because a lot of them were crazy names. <laughs> Well, a lot of the ones that you tried to guess, where it's like, oh, I've got this! Oh no, there's some random country with a weird name! Yeah, that we had never heard of, that has like a Y as its second character. Damn it! They said oh. there's more countries in the Olympics than in the UN. What's in that Venn diagram? Who are the ones that aren't in the UN? Most like, of them, really. No, most most nations are in the UN. There aren't very most many that big aren't nations, on Earth. I suppose. There's probably more little nations that aren't in the UN. Yeah, no, like not that in many. The Olympics, it's probably a lot like, of the stupid Pacific Island nations aren't in the UN. I bet. Like Laos or the Virgin Islands? Do they have a seat? Mm, let's see. But Uzbekistan. Fuck you, Uzbekistan. <laughs> you, yes, that was a classic. It cost me my Uruguay. Oh, what the... Oh, seriously. The hell's a phone three. You, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> it's going oh, it's, far. It's, it's actually a number that I've got <laughs> marked on my phone as being um, telemarketing as well. Oh. Motherfuckers. Yes, leave us alone. It's like, I know your number, bitch. I've got your number. <laughs> got your number. Damn, I can't find a list of non-members. I'm sure it'll be a lot shorter than list of members. 
It's a shame you can't perform queries on Wikipedia. Like, can yeah, I intersect you... this list with this list? Yeah, they need to sort of, um, yeah, add a kind of... So what if Wiki and Wolfram got together and had a baby? Wolfram. Yeah, well... <laughs> Wikifram, yeah. So we've got um, Republic of Somaliland... No, they they wouldn't have been there because they're non-UN member states recognised by at least one UN member. So they're relatively legit, but they're not in the UN. They include the Republic of Abkhazia, the Republic of China. Oh, I see. So Taiwan, in other words, isn't in the UN. Oh, I see. That's probably because China won't be, won't, will just tell everyone to sod off if they join, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Kosovo, apparently. That's weird. Anyway. <laughs> Plus, it's not called Taiwan, according to China. No. Hmm. It's Chinese Taipei. Fuck you guys. Indeed. Yes. So, uh, and the men are staying Terrible start. Yes. Let's try and, like, somehow ramp up some enthusiasm here. We've just, like, totally flatlined immediately. Turkmenistan. I blame them. You blame the Turkmenistanis? What for? For, for being ruining podcast. his turkey. For being after turkey in the alphabet. <laughs> oh, <God> damn it. <laughs> Broken his streak. And Puerto Rico. He cost me a Portugal. <laughs> ah, unlucky. Portugal? <laughs> oh, that's quite long. Yeah, but try to think of one uh, letter P that's lower than... Portugal, Yeah, we, could, we, we, didn't, we didn't think Puerto of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico has an E, I guess. Well, that's Puerta. Yeah, it's a U. Oh, is it U? Oh, shit. Okay. See, that's the trouble. Yeah, fair enough. So did you watch any of the ending ceremony then, Dan? Yeah, I caught um, quite a lot of the end of it and stuff. Because it went on until, think? like... You missed the boring bit. <laughs> yeah, you I missed don't the boring bit. Yeah, the hour and a half of, like, chimneys. Yeah, I replayed some of it. Let's watch uh, the crew dismantle a set. Brilliant. I, I thought it was quite cool how they made the rings out of like what looked like glowing iron, but was probably just LEDs. But yeah, that, 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 that was the good cool. bit of that sequence. Yeah. It was how long it took to get there that sucked. Yeah, and how long Kenneth Branagh had to smile. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I don't even think it was supposed to be him because I went to see Richard the Third the other day at the Globe, and the guy who played the main guy in that was Mark Rylance, and I think. He was supposed to be in the opening ceremony, doing, giving that speech, but he pulled out because his like stepdaughter died. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, so I suppose they brought so, in Kenneth Branagh. But uh, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, he just kind of after a while, he just looked a bit creepy, if you know what I mean, just standing there holding that face. Yeah, I don't think isn't. I don't think Isabel Kingdom Brunel was that smiley in real life. Like you don't see you see pictures of him standing in front of lots of chains and stuff, but he's not like grinning inanely, is he? He's just like, no. yo, like, I built he, this he massive fucking wasn't shit. doing a funky dance. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Did so um, you picture him somewhere in between cheeky, like ridiculous grin and the sort of gangster smirk, like? That sort of that sort of pout is it? Well, it's more of a pout, isn't it? The gangster pout. So he's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. The pimpin pout. Yeah. <laughs> the pimpin pout. He's like, look at my ship, the Great Western, big pimpin. <laughs> Hashtag pimpin pout. <laughs> yeah. 
Check out this railway line. It's flat all the way to Bristol. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I could have gone up hills. I could have gone round corners. But fuck that. I went straight. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Yeah, it was kind of... I don't know. I didn't know. The thing that annoyed me the most was the bit that I should have liked most, probably, is all the popular music stuff. Because we are, you know, Britain makes loads of awesome music for the size of our country and stuff. That we do. Pop music. But but I find it very irritating hearing snippets of music that I'd quite like to hear the whole song of. It's like someone's got a shuffle on their iPod and they just... Yeah, and there were some really awkward cuts in that mix as well. And I wasn't quite sure it was a good decision to keep going to and from Dizzy Rascal. No, it was well. That it was weird because they kind of wanted him there, but then they wanted him in that clip later on of him in the house party that they were staging or something. Yeah. So, and so they sort of cut back to him, and it was kind of. And then there was a few really awkward cuts in the sound, like where it just suddenly stopped and went to some other song. With the rest of them were all kind of fairly nicely timed, but there was a, a couple that were just a bit shit. Yeah, especially during the loft could... scene, shall we say? The loft. Yeah. It was cool to have Tim Berners-Lee, but I don't think... I'm sure they had to have a big sign for all the international audience. This guy created the World Wide Web, by the way. <laughs> He's not just some random bloke. <laughs> but that was kind of cool to include him, I guess. I think the best soundtrack moments were actually not in the musical montage. Like, when they when the Team GB came in and they played Heroes by David Bowie, that was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was a good choice. And also, as I was saying to Zach just now, uh, they wouldn't have said so, but... Other, uh, during the parade, and also in the very opening video for the whole thing, like where it f- flies through the British Isles, some mm. of the soundtrack was fuck buttons. Do you know I've talked <laughs> about fuck buttons before? You've told like, us, yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? If they put this in specifically for me? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't broadcast this. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they did. Well, you can't broadcast the song list anyway, and they probably won't put up the song list on the website. So, oh, by the way. No, yeah. That might cause a few raised eyebrows, but yeah, that was awesome. There was a distinct yeah. lack of dubstep. Yep. I'm pretty sure we invented that shit too. We invented a lot of yeah. Yeah, but if you're going to do a musical montage, it's like we invented we the whole genre, bitch. Yeah, maybe. Uh, they I did have, I suppose they did have, like, um, and slippy and like say we invented rave yeah well i guess the disney rascal was grime was kind of not just from britain but literally from east london like well, a lot of people that. were a lot of people seem to be complaining about like lack of any kind of spice girls which would make sense well yeah so, why were because everyone thought that they you know they supposedly got back together didn't they and they thought well isn't they surely they got back together to do something for the olympics it could be closing ceremony, I guess. Yeah, but... probably closing ceremony. They've got Blur at the closing and Muse at the closing ceremony. Yeah, I was a bit surprised that they didn't put Muse at the opening, because, you know, it's the fucking Olympic song is by Muse. That's true. I, I, I quite enjoyed the um, come together by the arts in you know, the Beatles cover. That was, that was much better than freaking Paul. If they'd just done come together, that would have been quite a bit better. I'm keen on Hey Jude. No. It's just, it's just wheel I, out the McCartney fucking cliche wagon. Because the thing was, at, when when it they had that um, concert for the Diamond Jubilee, I knew he'd come on at the end, and I was desperately hoping that he wouldn't Jude and he'd do um, Let It Be, and he did, and it was great. And then, and then oh wait, no, <laughs> Mark Two comes along and he does Hey Jude. Damn it. Yeah. Well, maybe it was just like you know, I can't do that again. 
It's like, we'll better do the other annoying big hit I have. Yeah, well, and I guess. Yeah, Let It Be wouldn't really have suited. I should have just had Live and Let Die and be done with it. Well, they did that <laughs> at the, uh, the, the Jubilee, didn't they? That was pretty cool. Did you see kind that? of inappropriate, I suppose. Hey, Queen. Live and Let Die. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. I don't know. That's a pretty good song. It's a good song. You know. I think, yeah, Heroes is probably the best one for Olympics-wise. There was no Big Red Bus. There was no Boris cameo. Oh, thank God. Gotta have a Boris cameo. <laughs> He'll be around. He he did... He, I mean, his remarks, his, like, bashing of Mitt Romney was funnier than anything in the... <laughs> in the uh, I don't think it was... Ceremony. I think, like, the actual bashing was that funny. It's just that anyone getting taken down by Boris is inherently funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's the <laughs> irony of it, I suppose. Yeah. And of course, it doesn't matter what anyone in Britain thinks of Mitt Romney because that won't affect whether or not he gets elected. In fact, it might even help if we don't like him. I don't know. <laughs> but well, Beckham had the party vote. That was pretty cool, uh, especially that video where it looked like he was driving that boat, which he clearly wasn't, surely. <laughs> but like, but it was just how him. Did they do the girl. live bit at the end. Well, there was other people. There were other people on the boat when he arrived at the end. No, were there? I didn't, didn't see. It looked well, to me well, like. Well, there probably were. There was probably a cameraman. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he might not have been driving. The cameraman can't drive on camera. Yeah. But that boat because was really cool. It had like jet engine looking things on it, and like purple lights on the on the wake and stuff. It was really Party weird. boat. It was very cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's not very good the... for a party though because it wasn't very big it's like a speedboat so it's not like a it depends how big a sound system you put in there you just walk up to a <laughs> beach true. somewhere and then it's like you don't need anyone on the boat it's just mm. indeed we did see some pretty crazy ass boats in Venice yeah well they all get built in Ipswich and then sort of <laughs> they go out down to Venice don't they or good party Monaco. party on the canal Doesn't sound quite so cool when you say party on the canal. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not quite. So yes, I'm not, sure, not sure there's a good way of so make, making canal sound cool. Canal. You <laughs> <laughs> very <laughs> cool, <laughs> clearly. Oh, yeah. Canal party. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the Olympics, or at least. The ceremony part, not the actual sport part, which clearly is not as important. Yeah. I expect you'll watch tons of it, Zach, right? You'll probably watch everything. Well, I don't know. Judging by the way, I'd watch more of it if it was actually highlights, because most of the time it's just like, here's the whole goddamn thing with a few important moments, Mark. Right, and I've like... got to be honest, so far, I know it's only the first day, but I'm a bit pissed off with how the BBC are actually doing the... Um... The, the sort of thing. So, so far, most of what I've seen on the BBC One feed is, like, interviews and oh, right. shit. And they haven't actually shown much sport, or there's, like, been... It's all, like, cutaways, and, like, here's what's coming up next, and here's what's just happened, and here's, like, things that... Uh, it's like, no, just show us the events, damn it. Yeah, that sucks. It's really annoying. I, admittedly, they do have 25 HD channels um, reserved on Sky. That's pretty impressive. Well, no, actually, and if you, if you if you want to add the SD channels, there's 50. They have 50 channels. 50 constantly broadcasting live Olympic Well, not channels. all of them are active for any one time, but it's... But during uh, the day, probably. 
Yeah, a lot of them are active, but not all. I did try and watch, like, no more to watch a bit of the dressage, like, in of the course. equestrian. And we're just watching it going, it was quiet in the house for about six minutes, say. And then at that point, we're just like, just like, do you know what the fuck's going on? It's like a horse walking around in circles. Have you seen dressage before? It's quite weird. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. It's just, as far as I can tell, there's just a horse walking, and the commentators weren't talking about anything that was going on, or, like, what is supposed oh, right. to be happening. It's just, it's just like... Assume welcome you to, know Welcome what. to the horse channel. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I didn't know this before, but I suppose it's obvious, it's kind of in, in hindsight, but, you know, there's some... Um, uh, obviously, professions or whatever, like you know, acting and media and stuff, where there's more a lot more gay people than normal jobs. Well, dressage, all the men are gay, apparently, which kind of makes sense, I suppose. <laughs> but but why would that be? Because it's not like like yeah, jockeys are inherently gay. No, no, jockeys aren't gay. Oh, well, well, all so, I, some of them might be, but no, not not just in general. You can't jockeys generalize like, and say all jockeys are gay. Can you? Jockeys is like hardcore riding, whereas dressage is like prancy riding. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what attracts so uh, horse mincing. Yeah, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the more you know. Yeah. And uh, also, um, you know this Romney thing. Well, apparently. Um, because it might, like I was saying, it probably won't do much damage to him really back at home, which is where it matters. But one thing that might is apparently his wife ha- has a horse that's competing in the dressage, and if it wins, it's going to kind of seriously highlight that Romney is like super a rich, Ill- rich bastard. Yeah, <laughs> which he already is. everyone already knows, but it's only going to highlight it even more that he's a. I think I'm missing something here. So tell me about Mitt Romney. He's, a, he's he's very rich, uh, uh, American <laughs> businessman. Yeah, and so he's basically, even though in America there's no class system, you know, if you were to be upper class, you, then Mitt Romney would be it. He'd be a misspelling of Rooney. Yeah. Anyway, he's um uh, won the uh, nomination, for, so he's going to be um, fighting Obama for the presidency in November. Ah, I remember now. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. My American politics flag doesn't doesn't really get raised very often. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it's a big deal, but it doesn't really get like really massive until you know all the primaries. A few years away. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, it's this year, isn't it? Is it? It's been four years. It's been four years of, of Obama. Obama. Yeah, I think so. Shall Obama's arms. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he got inaugurated in the uh, January, didn't he? So it'll be four years in this next this January. But of course, huh. the election election happens in November instead. And then you're like president elect for like a couple of months or something yeah. if you win. Huh? I didn't realize it came around so quick. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Four fucking years. Oh. Yeah. What was the first thing he did when he came in? We're gonna close Guantanamo Bay. I'm signing this piece of paper. <laughs> Is it closed? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah. So they, they probably thought about it a little bit. So what are we going to do with all these wars? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the trouble. The Republicans blocked. Basically, they're saying you can't try these people in in American courts in in America. They're being blocked. So, yeah, you've got to do something with them, right? That's well, the I suppose they could stop putting more people there. Yeah, well, they've probably done that. Train. Train. <laughs> So anyway, 
The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I liked it. It was good. And it, it it's not a patch on the Joker. No, no, it, it couldn't beat the Dark Knight. But I wasn't expecting it to be possible to beat the Dark Knight. No, that film is way too good. I mean, the Dark Knight is the only superhero film I've seen that actually kind of transcends the genre and becomes just a really great film, mm. you know, without being... Oh, this is a great superhero film. Like this one, yeah, this, you, you, don't, you, don't have, you don't have to box it into. It. No, exactly. Whereas the Dark Knight Rises is just a good superhero film. Superhero film, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but, yeah I'd agree know. with that. Yeah, it was cool. It's a bit strange in places. I thought, like, because like Bane, like, starts off being really sort of pretty cool character, yeah. really, and his voice is awesome throughout the entire thing, even it's if pretty it does cool. sort of sound a little bit in places, but... I couldn't always tell exactly what he was saying, which was a bit annoying, cause, because uh, yeah. because I knew his dialogue would be awesome. And, and I thought there were a few good. things, because obviously they've dubbed his voice in later to get that sort of filter effect yeah. in on it, and there are some places where the uh, sort of balance didn't seem to work, like people are shouting, and, and he's just casually talking, and it's yeah. really loud... It's like, it's like his it's like his mouthpiece is actually some kind of amplifier system that works into pe- that that broadcasts into people's heads rather than yeah know, into the it's like <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> you could like talk into your mind or something it's, <laughs> and he, it's it, a little it, weird and then toward, but then as soon as the the reveal happens at the end spoiler alert yeah spoilers then, then he just sort of is no longer any kind of menacing. No. Well, they basically just killed him, like, in... Well, not... Well, they... Yeah, or whatever. But they, they, they just t- made him completely irrelevant in, like, one second or something. Didn't yeah, they? and then and then his his whole character, his whole demeanour is removed yeah. from him. And it's like... Well, I agree. That kind of sucks. Yeah, I kind of... That did kind of suck. Because he's cooler than the, you know, what actually turns yes. out to be. But, um... Although I like that actress. She's normally pretty good. Yeah, I was a bit annoyed that it became the kind of Nolan All-Stars, though. I mean, mm. I knew that was coming because of the yes, trailers, absolutely. but it's like fucking Marion Cotard and the, what, what's this for, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and... Well, she and, was in it before, because she, she was in Dark Knight, wasn't she? Oh, was she? Yeah, but even so, it, it, it's like half the Inception team are back. Yeah, I know. They're, they're a good crew, though, in fairness. Like, I didn't think this film was as good as Inception, either. It also uh, doesn't ever get to be as good as the Inception, clearly. Well, I thought... Well, no, I, it, it, even yeah. if the soundtrack does have a bit of... Bwah! A little bit, yeah. But that was cool. That's cool. Pretty much every yeah. film has... Bwah! In it now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Too much bwah there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that dick will be in bad places. I'll t- t- tell you what I thought when I... <laughs> This might don't be... take that out on text. Don't quote me on that. Tried to, to avoid spoilers again, but the the thing I thought when I came out of the film was, hang on, didn't that have like the same plot as The World Is Not Enough, that Bond film? I never saw that one. Oh right, okay. <laughs> the, only, the only thing I know that happens in that film is that what's her face is in it, big boobed lady, and the, oh, yeah, the yeah. boat does a barrel roll. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, a barrel in roll. Open, that's in the opening sequence, right? Yeah, that's slightly. That's pretty much all I know about that. Okay, well, watch it and you'll see that it's like a lame version of The Dark Knight Rises in terms of plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete with, like, French woman and uh, actress. I mean, not actually French character, I don't think. I can't remember her name now, though. Is it Denise something? Oh. Uh, oh, you mean Denise Richards? That's it, yeah. No, no, she's the other girl. She's the other, the other girl, one in the yeah. film, yeah. I don't know who She's still, like, the... Like, She's the Catwoman equivalent in that analogy, I guess. Yeah. 
don't know who the tall woman was. I can't remember. Yeah. Hmm. And then there's Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Pierce Bronholm, as they call him. Bronholm. <laughs> Bronholm. That's out of a joke on him. But maybe you shouldn't be living here! <laughs> Classic. I oh, love a bit of taffing. <laughs> It did make me think maybe I should play through uh, just start over with Arkham City and just play it again. Holy crap, video games. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think like, having not played Arkham City myself, I can't help but think that there's probably some parallels between the storylines. Yeah, actually, because it's got the kind of League of Shadows stuff in it in a way that Arkham Asylum didn't. So, yeah. Mm. But Talia is like more in um, in the game Talia is and I presumably in the comics although I haven't read Talia is more ambiguous she's more like Catwoman in that you don't know if she's a good guy or a bad guy mm. I was a bit disappointed with Catwoman I think actually because yeah. it's like she was kind of, she's, it's not like she was badly played you know I'm no. a bit of an Anne Hathaway fan in general but it's like I didn't think they did enough with that character if you know what I mean yeah she was just kind of, kind of there brought her in at the end of the trilogy there I suppose they didn't have much no, but even so, yeah, I know what you mean. I think yeah, there was like there was too much going on in the rest of the film to really properly characterize her. Mm. And it's like um, you still kind of get that duality in her, but it's just not as exploited as I think it could have been. But it yeah. never really felt meaningful. She just happened to be there, and is for some reason a badass. Yeah, I wasn't sure if she was supposed to be a badass or if she was supposed to just be cleverer than everyone. Do you know what I mean? In terms of thievery, yeah. Yeah, because she doesn't really convince as a badass. Um, you know, she's not like you know she's she, not, she hasn't got the conviction in her of her motive yeah. actually really most of the time. But when she fights, she can fight for some reason. Yeah, well, she's got those ridiculous razor heels of doom, which are kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> and she seems to be able to lift her legs really high above her head like a gymnast or something. Which I suppose. Kind of makes sense. And she knows Although, how to ride Batman's bike immediately. Well, the key thing about that was like having a bum in the air for like twenty minutes or something, wasn't it? <laughs> That's what that Batpod stuff was about. Oh, I mean that yeah. that bike looks like impossible to actually drive with those wheels like that. It's yeah, how, how do you like, tell how do you tell the wheels to go horizontal like that? Mm. Or how to be like a debt fighter, isn't it? Where it's just like all computer. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, like inherently unstable and controlled by computer. Because yeah. presumably, because if you were trying to lean on the thing, you'd have to, you would be tilting on that, because it's like a square cross-section on those wheels, isn't it? So it doesn't, like, smoothly tilt no. like a normal wheel, like a motorbike You'd be going wheel. up on, like, the edge of the tyre, basically. Yeah, so you have to, like, <laughs> lean really hard to get up onto the edge of the tyre if you're going around the corner. Yeah, presumably, yeah the, the computer would have to detect your lean and then yeah, amplify it somehow. And then, and... Exactly, yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I did. I was. I did find myself thinking that to myself. Was, oh yeah, those fat tires don't make a lot of sense for a bike that's supposed to go fast. I mean, they made sense in the Dark Knight because it was detached from the side of the um, the tumbler. Yeah, didn't it? But I didn't see the other tumblers in this film get bat pods like appear out of the side of them, which would have made Man. sense. <laughs> the kind of weird military tumblers with that weird-looking gun. Tank gun. Thing. Yeah, thing. It looks like it should be on the side of a cruiser or something from a space epic. Yeah. I think that split no front axle thing is probably not good in the face of like IEDs or any kind of actual threat to the to the vehicle. 
Well, I don't know. Maybe it would be because you'd only take out one wheel. The other three would still be dead. Yeah, maybe. Don't know. It's kind of the opposite of what because in in real military vehicles they have like a V shape on the bottom now to direct the blast up and around the sides of the thing, and you still the wheels get taken off, right? Up but and the into the in, face of the occupants. Well, no, that uh, to the side of the occupants. So <laughs> the the so the V is like down. Yeah, it's not it's pointing like a, off in the middle. Like it's a hull. Filter it for smoking <laughs> into the middle of the vehicle. No, it's a the hull. Car, the like, car is fine. The people. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the modern way. So on the subject of Batman, and let's mm. let's try and direct this uh, to, towards I did the topic. Buy, I, did, I have picked up Arkham City as part of the Steam sale. Oh, cool. Okay. Steam sale news. News. <laughs> That's not news because it's over. <laughs> well, it's been gone. But yeah, what did you get in the Steam sale? It's a thing. I got... Like, how um, much abuse have you... I only bought those two things. I think I managed to hold out. So I got Max Payne and Alan Wake. So I'm going to just do those back-to-back. Okay. Yeah. There were a few things I sort of looked at that are kind of on my I'm intrigued by list, but yeah. uh, given the, my backlog, I couldn't quite justify it all. <laughs> You're never going to make anything ever again. <laughs> That's the trouble. I almost bought Jade Empire Special Edition because when the Steam sale ended, it was on daily deal for like 250 or something. Mm. But then I thought, well... That's going to take like forty hours or something. It's really old, and I have yeah. it already. Yeah, it's like the, the the big long games and stuff. I'm, I may have to try and avoid for a while, but it's uh, to try and catch up. That's I the thing. Got I was Legend super... of Grimrock and Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet when they were cheap. Ooh, what's Legend of Grimrock? It's that weird, like first person Dungeons and Dragons style thing. Yeah, it's like it's like a. Yeah. Um, do you remember old, dun- really old dungeon crawlers, like back in the days of early like PCs and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah k- kind of. Yeah, but you, you view it from the first person perspective, and it's only you only really see a maze in front of you, and it's right. you, don't, you, you it, don't like see your characters even. It kind of like play- stats. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much one of those, and it kind of plays exactly in the old sort of throwback style. But apparently, there's some actually legitimately good puzzles, and um, and and it's got modern graphics, weirdly. Well, okay. sort of modern. Yeah. <laughs> Semi-modern. Semi-modern. As modern as the yeah. Kemi for a sort of not very, you know... Indie-ish. Know if it's Indie-ish, but I don't know. It's like, you know, it's not massive. But anyway, yeah, people have sort of basically said, yeah, you know what, this, this is why these games were actually pretty good. And pretty also on sale good. this weekend is 10% off Borderlands 2 now that it's finally actually available to pre-order on Steam. Seriously? When's that out? September. September. Oh, that's ages. Well, yeah, really. I know. It's still I'm, fucking ages. I mean, it's been ages for like this whole year. Yeah. I'm in two minds about it because I can't, given my car woe at the moment, I'm a bit reluctant to spend my, most kinds of money in fairness. But it's, yeah. uh, um, and it's it's like, well, okay, Borderlands is going to be one of those epic games I could probably play. It's not really going to be time related, so I could di- dive in at any point. Maybe wait for like a game of the year edition or something or... Yeah. Well, yeah. And, 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 and then if you want me to play like, Guild Wars you... as well, if it's, it's like from launch, then that's going like, to... I've got to make a decision there. And it's in, it's in the same bracket as Halo 4, I think. Like, Halo 4, I think, comes out in September. Oh, in the timings. It's interesting how gaming graphics yeah, nowadays... It, like September. <laughs> well, nowadays, no, it's not probably going to November. And... 
But nowadays it's not like, oh, I have to play this now because if I play this in like half a year's time, it won't look as good because other new games will look better. But that doesn't happen so much anymore. No, because we're near the end of this console cycle, everything kind of bun- bunches together in terms of fidelity, unless it's sort of PC-centric. I guess. Yeah, I suppose. But even on the PC, like, Crisis 2 probably looks pretty awesome, and that came out, like, ages ago. Yeah, that engine is probably impressive, though, in terms of efficiency. Yeah. It does a lot of stuff very nicely. But yeah, that was a dumb thing about the Steam sale, that I was constantly tempted to buy games that I already have or played through <laughs> more than once, because they're, like, two quid, and why not? In case I want to play Knights of the Old Republic again. I, I wonder if the original devs actually actually get any of that money on games that are that old, if you know what I mean, in some cases. Well, they must get something. Well, yeah, in like... the case of Knights of the Old Republic, it makes a bit of sense, because, you know, Bioware's still about. Yeah. But... You know, for some yeah, of the just the for some of the older ones, like you know, what happens to the original Deus Ex, for instance? Where does the money for uh, for that go? Presumably, it doesn't go to Ion Storm. It must go entirely to Square. Yeah, you haven't listened to like the most recent podcast where there was an exact email about that question. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, right. And they were oh. like, actually, it probably all goes to like credit agencies or whatever if the company has gone under, where they're still paying off debts or whatever. It has to go to someone. Oh, I right. guess maybe. So basically, it goes to bastards. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. I hope that some of the Deus Ex people get money from when people buy the original one on Steam. Somehow, should really. Oh well, if you've got that on your CV, you're pretty you're pretty okay. I think <laughs> you probably get hired. <laughs> Not if your Metacritic score isn't above eighty-five. <laughs> oh God, yeah. What, what what were they saying? They had a nice little list of games that didn't make eighty-five. That like like Mirror's Edge, like Fallout New Vegas, all these awesome games. Yeah, yeah. Some some ridiculous job advertisement that was like, and you and you have to have had and released a game that where your Metacritic was above eighty five. Eighty four? No, fuck off. <laughs> and that's the worst hiring technique ever. Clearly, the thing is, it's probably not that strict. Like if you came in and you'd worked on Mirror's Edge, they wouldn't. They probably wouldn't. Well, they yeah. definitely would consider. No, there'd be so there'd be some named games, so there'd be like it depends if they were try if they were using it as a metric, like for their HR staff or something who might not actually be game savvy or something, and just sort of go by. It's like right, filter it out by this. That'll do. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a guideline. I mean, the thing where the Metacritic score actually matters is when you've made the game and you release it, and then publish it. You know the. Um, Publishers get pissed off if you don't get high enough ratings because it gets on Metacritic because it gets harder to, um, yeah, hard, harder to merchandise. What's it called? Market, market your game. Yeah, not merchandise. <laughs> Although it probably gets harder to merchandise as well. Yeah, probably. And what you mean? You because they want that stupid tagline on the box somewhere yeah, that says exactly. Yeah. But I thought they'd normally go to actual quotes for that kind of stuff rather than a Metacritic score. Yeah, but it's a lazy, easy thing to say, oh, you didn't make 85 on Met- Metacritic, therefore. But, you know, it's a good excuse but, for them to, like, restructure shit. But I thought know. things like Mirror's Edge and stuff actually sold pretty good. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I suppose, but... The, um, that was ages ago anyway when Metacritic yeah. didn't matter as much. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Was it that long ago? If anything, I thought Metacritic met, met, meant more pre, prior, or at least it was more useful to, for, for, like, me. I don't really trust it anymore. Well, maybe oh, yeah. it was just, like... Well, they fucked the, up their site Less people knew about it, so people didn't care about it at the time. Yeah. 
It's weird how with films there's kind of a hybrid thing where you've always got Metacritic listed alongside Rotten Tomatoes. As the two aggregators. Yeah. And then in gaming it's just Metacritic. Well, I, I think Rotten Tomatoes is usually pretty good. Usually. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, for some reason, in Filmland, they seem to... It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to enjoy the film, but it's sort of like from an appreciation of film standpoint, those scores yeah. are pretty pretty good. Exactly. They score... Like, Roger Ebert always scores his films against other films in kind of similar genre or whatever. So when he gives, like, Ted three stars or three and a half stars out of four, he doesn't mean it's, like, comp- comparable to The Godfather. It just means it's a really good comedy. But it becomes difficult with computer games and stuff. I mean, there's a trend nowadays, like with Giant Bomb and stuff, to not be super specific with like percentage scores anymore. But it still seems that in in video gaming, there's definitely a tendency to have you know a much more fine grained scoring system than in films or or books. Yeah. Where it's always out of five stars with like no half like- stars. I think as my sort of like uh, I don't know. I think as our taste for games and entertainment on on the whole is maturing, it's like I don't I no longer think a score is a good way of saying it. Yeah. I'd rather sort of I'd I'd rather almost go by a Rotten Tomato style rating system where it is either yay or nay, and it's like it's you know because the yay or nay is kind of a bit more clear cut and how you kind of feel about it, and it's like but you're not really because at the end of the day, any... basically, should I or shouldn't I? That's that's what I want to know. Yeah. And the Rotten Tomato kind of, like, you know, when you read through the reviews and they either give them a yay or a nay, basically. It's like, all the rotten or fresh, isn't it? It's like, I kind yeah. of appreciate that more. Yeah. But then, yeah, how are you going to tell... Who's going to say nay to Mass Effect 3, even if they hated the ending, you know? Like, it no, you seems... wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah, but then you'll get you've got like a hundred percent rating basically from all the major publications on Mass Effect Three, and you could never distinguish that from. I don't know. know. I, I kind of think that's fine. If you should play a game, you know, if it's generally well received, that's probably all you really need to know. Oh, okay. So you just have a list of yays and nays on games. Yeah. Then, well, you know, you're... actually, actually, in fairness, the kind of tomato meter. If you were going to attach a score of how many people said yay to how many people said nay. Yeah. That's probably a more reliable score than a critic probably trying to attach some arbitrary value to it. Mm. If you see what I mean. I think that's probably a more reliable scale than, well, hey, PC Gamer said this, and it's, uh, or, well, hey, uh, Eurogamer said this, and 1UP gave it a B, <laughs> or something. It's Yeah, because it's weird how it becomes a really big deal when Eurogamer gives, um, what was it, Uncharted 3, like a 7 or something. Suddenly Mm. that becomes like a massive deal. Or an 8, I think they gave it, and people were pissed off. 10 out of 10 from Edge. Fuck you guys. 40 out of 40 from Famitsu. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They don't matter anymore, do they, Famitsu? No, unfortunately. Like the whole of Japanese gaming, well, no. (laughs) Not really. I, I, I didn't realise that, you know the new Western Devil May Cry they're making? Yeah. yeah. It's being made in Cambridge. I didn't realise that. Ninja Theory oh, really? is in Cambridge, apparently. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Rob... Cambridge is totally ninja. Um, I think we're, we're moving offices, annoyingly. What? So I might not be able to come and have lunch with you in central Cambridge, which would be irritating. What? And it's really pissing me off. That's pretty shitty. Yeah, I know. It's Where were really you getting moved to? Well, there's some like massive, awesome-looking, you know, tech 
science park type thing. It's not the science park. It's on the west of Cambridge where the Cavendish, the physics lab is. Right. But it's like super plush, like, um, like, like, it's kind of like the Google campus, you know, or whatever, but it's, it's not. Wait, wait, wait. So how are you actually going to get to work from now on? Cause you walk to town, don't you? Yeah, I walk. That's so, like double distance, surely now. Yeah, double distance. So basically. That's like an hour. Yeah, it'd be an hour's walk, or I'll probably have to buy a bicycle, or, or like, try and get some buses or something. But it's really. With the Milton really Road, Park and Road, the green buses do the job. Why the fuck are you talking about this? Well, they go. They go to the centre. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Just, just anyway, that, that's a shitty position to be in. Anyway, yeah, it's pretty lame. But anyway, yeah, I don't know if there are any video game devs out on that side. There are video game devs in the science park, like the Jagex are in the science park. Yeah, uh, I'm working with some of Jagex now. But... And I think Frontier are in um, the Connectables guys. They're in the science park as well. Hmm. I think. So, uh, yeah, but I don't know about West Cambridge, but maybe they'll be, because it's an empty building, so maybe some developers will, like, move in. Wait, uh, I actually know two ex-Jagex guys now. Yeah, I know. It's a cr- crazy Cambridge software, like, community where everyone knows each other. Uh, and the guy that made Viva Viva V. Yeah. somewhere, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, where were we? Team Story and stuff. So, I picked it's up, um, Crisis, um... The Crisis Collection in the Steam sale because I've always kind of thought, well, I, but I tried Crisis One before and I don't think I really got a good feel for it because it's supposed to be pretty good, but it's like I didn't get a good feel for it because my system at the time wasn't powerful enough. So I thought I'll give that another go. The whole franchise mm-hmm. is cheap, and I kind of want to see Crisis Two for myself because it looks from what I've seen of it running on a comparable machine to mine. It's pretty, mm, indeed. So even if I just play it with pretties, that's probably going to be enough for me. But... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so yeah, I'll I get nervous running these graphically intensive things in this heat. It's like it's my yeah. computer going to explode. Why <laughs> you always have your little desktop thingy to tell you what your temperatures are? Yeah, no, I do have that, but uh, yeah, I don't trust it. Uh, well, no, it's not the readout. It just, it's just, I don't know, makes me feel. It definitely sounds louder. I don't even have fans that change speed, so it can't be louder. Maybe it must, must just. Be your me. graphics card fan up? No, uh, no, it doesn't anymore because I I changed oh, you the, fix uh, it in the AI fix it. So it's but I'm it's not always sure that's really, wise. Well, <laughs> well, it's always really cool. It's a lot cooler than it was a bit when, with with the previous cooler because it's like much more efficient cooler. Um, but yeah, I can't remember what temperatures I get. It's like sixty odd, even on the maximum. Mine is currently idling at 56. Yeah. Mine's idling at 65, because <laughs> it's always too goddamn hot in my room. Yeah, Mine, you're, you're in the sauna of that house. So yeah, I picked no, up that. So I picked up the train collection as well. Oh yeah, we had to get train too. Yeah, because Zach's always wanted to play that through. And it's oh, I should have co- bought that. It's really stupid. So I was tempted by that. Damn it. Anyway, never mind. Well, we have got a four-pack of Nexius. To, oh, that's we true. We've got Next Wiz. <laughs> Nexus or Next Wiz, as Kipper's thought it said. Oh, and didn't you get me Splinter Cell? I don't know if I'm even gonna... I did, yes. When am I going to play that? But yeah, thank you very much. That was just kind of... Well, you're the Splinter Cell guy out of all this. I am, And that, and that am. one has some interesting artistic direction in it, and it was just like, well, if anyone's going to play yeah. it, it's going to be you. That's probably true. Um, I didn't really enjoy the demo, but maybe it'll get better. It had quite good reviews, I seem to remember. Yeah, even if it does sound like it's a bit more action than stealth. but Yeah, I'm more of a stealthy thing. But I'll certainly give it a go. Kind two we had to get because it was like following on from Magicka, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. The epic team of 
getting kivers in there for complete retardation. Oh my god, that was so funny. We actually got a four-player <laughs> game of Magic going, and it's bonkers. Awesome. Well, it's so four, funny, because you just end up killing each other all the time. <laughs> Especially when I, I just I just have to use all the big powers, and then they just kill everything and everyone. Better eyes. Lightning. <laughs> That's dumb. Lightning everything. Crash the desktop. I think the best thing about it was the, right near the beginning where Kippers was using that, using the Tron cloak, where if he gets hit with water at all, he just dies. <laughs> <laughs> it made it extremely yeah. difficult to keep anyone alive because Kippers would just constantly randomly explode. I had to get the detective cloak out because that's kind of cool because you just have a pistol. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. This shit all damaged, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, that game is cool. Even if we still haven't finished it. It goes on for longer than I expected. Is it really long? It sort of kept breaking anyway. I don't think it was long. It's not that long, but it just takes a while. Because if you fail, you go. You tend to go back quite some distance. Oh, right, okay. And it's, um, but you don't really ever feel bad about retrying it, because it's just no. such a laugh. <laughs> awesome. That's what you need. Yeah, it's a brilliant game. Well, it's brilliant apart from it's fucking... Well, we have lag issues code. as well, yeah. In fairness, our connections aren't great, and it's not... And it's peer-to-peer. You can't say that. It's like 300 ping between just peer-to-peer for us. Shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. It's not oh, like... No. Not no, like we not have a... problems here. It's like um, like my ping on this server at the moment on TeamSpeak is like 44. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be worth re-evaluating when we get... Um, when one of us gets super fast. Oh, man, I don't have think you heard it's going to help. This, uh... I just think it's magic as net code. Hmm. Do you hear about this Google Fiber thing connect. in uh, Kansas City in America? What, about sorry? Find so thing. Google are entering the ISP market in America. And oh, really? Off- yeah, huh. they're offering gigabit speed in Kansas City. Uh, wow. Fiber. Yeah, oh. and they're also offering five megabit for free. <laughs> Zero dollars a month. What? Yeah. Wow, that's a shake-up. Presumably you, there's a setup cost. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I there's guess. a setup cost of having the living Kansas City. Kansas. Yeah, yeah, well, they're going to roll it out. I don't <laughs> know, it'll probably be years upon years before it gets here, but it, it is quite... But yeah, gigabit, that's ridiculous. Well, isn't that the kind of the same thing that they have in Seoul? Yeah. I yeah, thought Seoul had that. pretty much free gigabit and free Wi-Fi city-wide. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> that could be the future of... Uh... But you know for the fact that's not going to ever roll out in Britain for, like, 50 years. I don't know about taken, 50 it's taken, years. Well, it's taken them so long to get the fucking fibre network out. Yeah, but, I mean, if anyone's going to do it... Because the thing is, Google benefit, like, heavily from just more people using the internet and more more traffic, and everything helps them because of all the search and advertising and the... Because they, they, they have a good stranglehold on stuff, don't they? Mm. So I, it kind of benefits them, even if it's not, because they already have a fiber network, right? And they must have one in a similar one in in other. They must have, and they must have good infrastructure globally, not just in America, right? To be able to do all the, like, they must have data centers here for doing. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, indexing on the web and stuff, and that must all be hooked up with fiber. So they just they must have a good network that they can expand on. You know, 
Stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's an, it's an intriguing move. I want to see what how it happens really because presumably they have to juggle somewhat with the actual. Depends whether they're running on their own network or if it's juggling. Presumably yeah. they have to juggle with network wholesalers. Like you know, getting past BT might be tricky in this country. Yeah, exactly. But, well, we'll see what happens. But it was interesting news anyway. And yeah. you can see, and Google have a lot of clout, like politically, because they're such a massive, successful company. Yeah, so. <laughs> So that helps, I think. If it's like Google come to your town and say we're gonna we're gonna give you awesome internet, then the politically the it's a bit bad for yeah, mayors or MPs or whatever to be like, mm. No, fuck off Google. They'll be like, Yes, give us your awesome service. Speaking of which, Nexus sevens. Yeah. Kind of I impressed. Wanna, they're I pretty see one. You've for the price, they're in, they're a really neat bit of kit. You know, for only what, it's 140 quid, something like that? I yeah. Think it is, maybe like that. You get. No, it's 160 it. for the 8 gig. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Sorry. But, but even with, so, that's a damn good price to come in at. I mean, you're like, you're talking more than yeah. half an iPad. Yeah. I, 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 I like the idea. I want to actually see one. But you've seen one, right? You're yeah, yeah, I've seen it in action. It's, it's, it's not too bad. I'm still not a massive fan of Android, to be honest. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't feel polished, but you can do some neat stuff. You can customise it more, can't you? It's yeah. Like, it's like the kind of Windows versus Mac OS X, I guess, in some ways. Yeah, so. for heavy on for heavy geeks, or if you're planning on using it for experimental purposes, I suppose, it's it's probably a good good purchase. And the form factor is quite neat for travelling. Yeah. Probably more so than the iPad, I guess. The form factor is kind of nice. Kind of nice if you if you feel more inclined to just whip it out in a pub or something. Or yeah, I think so. The iPad actually, is kind I, of a tricky actually, thing to whip out. Yeah, it's kind of a statement, isn't it? When you whip it out on the train or whatever. We do the iPad. Is like, Check this out, bitches. Yeah. Actually, think about it. The kind of messing around, you know, hacking around with stuff. I'd be much more tempted to do it with a tablet than I would with a phone. Like, I don't want to be hacking around with my phone. I was never tempted to jailbreak to my iPhone. Yeah, I need it. Whereas, like, a little Android tablet, I could probably try and make stupid games and shit on it and stuff. You know, I don't know. Mess about a bit. Yeah. yeah, mess about with it. Why not? If it's only 160 quid's worth of thing as well, if you brick it, it's not like the end of the world. Not I mean, an epic be, loss, no. Yeah, it's... it'd be bad, but... And you could probably save it, right? It's probably quite hard to brick an Android tablet compared to a... Well, presumably, unless, you, yeah, unless you're doing shit with the ROM, then yeah. you know, the actual... If you're, unless you're... Yeah, unless you're rooting it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm all all pro, except my only thing is that I just don't have need for a tablet at all. So, like, no matter how good they are, it's like... Well, well, well yeah, I'm not sure I really had a need for my iPad, but I found yeah. needs. Oh, I see. Have you? Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I sit in front of the telly with it out, like, watching exactly. things, and it's... Exactly. I, I know, don't I'll, do that. I'll, I don't um, have a TV, so I don't do that. That's literally the use case for me, would be, if I was sitting in front of a TV and I needed to look up something on the web, on Wikipedia or something, I'd grab the tablet and search for it. But I never do that because i watch on my tv at my computer so i could just open the web browser you know i don't have that use case because i don't have a normal living yeah, room situation you know, I'll, I'll load things onto it i'll occasionally i've started reading the bleach manga on it and things like that which is kind of cool so I'll, I'll download a few chapters or something and read that on the well when i was doing the bus and stuff like that i've read stuff on the train with it and it's i don't know I, i'm finding uses for it and i i don't regret any part of purchasing it. It's an awesome bit of kit. It's like the um, 
you know, the bedtime reading thing. I'm turning into a right old couple here. It's like I will do that. I will sit in bed with my iPad out reading things. We so I, got a Kindle I, or something. yeah. <laughs> Yesterday I bought a Kindle. No, but I don't read books. Come on, it's still me. But <laughs> I, I will read like articles and things like that. Because I've and been I've been reading on. articles and stuff on my iPhone before I go to bed, and I've started realizing that I don't really like having a, like a bright it's, screen. No, before it's a shit way of doing it. Well, so actually, I, you know, in which case you might not like the iPad unless you sort yeah. of turn it down, I guess. But so I have the iPad's bu- really bright. <laughs> so I bought a Kindle yesterday. So I've been trying it out. Ah, cool. Uh, um, just this morning and stuff, fiddling around with it, and um, yeah. Uh, so I'll let you know how that goes. But yeah, yeah. I, so far I've I love the tech in Kindle though. I love that. Yeah. You know, the, just the concept of e-ink sounds great. It's really nice to look at, and I just bought the basic one without the touch thing, having yeah. tried both. And my brother has the basic one as well, and he recommended the basic one, and so I'm just going with that. It's smaller and lighter actually than the touch one, and um, it's re- yeah, I'm really liking it so far. I've managed to hook up my Instapaper thing. Uh, oh, it yeah. seems to work okay. It like gives you a. I've set it up to give me like a daily transmission of all my saved Instapaper articles, and then I. So that way, if I'm browsing the internet and I see some article that I want to read, but I don't want to read it now because it'll take a while, and it's on this bright computer screen, then you just press save, and then when you come to you know when you go to bed or whatever, it's already on your Kindle to read on a nice e-ink screen, which mm. is kind of nice. And uh, I mean, there have been there have been other cool things like now Chrome is available. Well, I say Chrome; it's not real Chrome, but it's WebKit Chrome, um, available yeah. for the iPhone and iPad. There I've have been times where phone. I've been in like three G only reception areas because I don't have the four the three G or four G version of the iPad, so I'll look something up on my phone when I'm out somewhere. And yeah. the tab syncing totally works, and it's awesome. It does work. Yeah, it is really cool. I, I get in, and too. it's like, why am I doing this on my phone, iPad? <laughs> yeah. Oh right, because it syncs between your Chrome. It syncs between devices on, yeah. on your because I, I obviously it syncs between Chrome on my desktop and my phone. Yeah. But you're 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 talking about syncing between. Well, the I can do it between phone, phone, iPad, and desktop. I can do it yeah. everywhere. That's great. Like that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I hope that Apple they they won't for a while at least, but I hope they make it possible to change your default browser. Yeah. You know? So that, yeah, if they allow actual competing browsers on the system, that would be nice. That would be nice, yeah. Uh, what else are they getting the Steam there? <laughs> so anyway, tech, back to uh, uh, video games. Yeah, Nexus. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember what else I got. I think I got something else, but I can't remember what it is. Well, should we just talk about what we've actually been playing? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's been quite a, lot, quite a lot of inane shit. We've got yes. quite a bit. We've got Zach's stuff, and then I've got Max Payne, and you've got Mass Effect. So, let, so we've got a bit. So let's start with Zach, shall we? <laughs> Dramatic silence. What have you been playing? Um, what have you been playing? Do, 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 do. I'm been... trying to think of what I have actually been playing. I've played some more Settlers too, of course. <laughs> After I had that, <laughs> up been... to date gaming <laughs> news. <laughs> I've been trying to continue playing it because it's like it's it's <laughs> another one of those classic things, sort of in the same vein as that I did with Still Cyberpunk, where it's like I might actually be able to finish this game now because I'm no longer shit at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the trouble with Settlers 2 is it just takes fucking forever it's like if you look at my save files because it basically it has an automated thing that pop, sends you a, like a message every half hour that says you haven't saved for half an hour <laughs> and then there's a button you can just click it to save oh that's cool 
So my save files basically have uh, basically have half hour increments, and uh, I just overwrite the same save for each level. But it's yeah. like so. So this save is within half an hour of the end of this level. And if you look at like how how like the time on these saves, there's like it's like seven hours or ten hours. It's like Jesus Christ <laughs> per, per level. You mean? Yeah. How many levels are there? There's like sixteen or something. Some number lower than twenty. I don't know. There's a few. Mm, okay. But yeah, they, they take it. Just takes so goddamn long to do anything in that game, even with like where you can push the V button to have it be like double speed. Yeah. It still, you know, takes bloody ages for actually anything to happen. And you actually have to sort of, you sort of have to play it slowly anyway, because there's only, you know. You can't. You have to wait for like your military forces to get trained by having the gold come into the building, and right, yeah, all that kind of stuff. The gold coins, instead. yeah, and they all that transport forever. network. Yeah, there aren't um, yeah. really. I mean, what modern games make you wait ages for for, for anything to happen? I don't know. What's the most sort of slow paced, gently paced modern games? Yeah. Tiny Tower. <laughs> <laughs> like Facebook games don't count, or like Facebook games. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that's yeah. all I did in Settlers Two. Waited a lot. I'm, I think I'm <laughs> on the second to last level now, if I remember rightly from the level list. Even though I can't remember how many there are, so I might actually finish it. <laughs> it's because it's like, that game kind of does the same thing each mission, though, doesn't it? And then does the tedium not set in? Well, like, the, you're it's... doing the same thing each time, just in a slightly different place. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, it's not like there's any new technology or anything. You don't you don't really unlock new buildings apart from right at the start of the game, but you get them all pretty damn quick. But it's like the levels are slightly different. I mean, like, you get the levels where you actually have to have ships and stuff to transport to different islands. Which is a giant pain in the ass because <laughs> the ship system is, is pretty bad. Because what it does is like you can set up a dock and then you then you build a ship and then you send it out on an expedition to find another location you can build a dock. So that's how you can like expand onto islands. Right. But then once you've got these two docks, whenever like whenever there's a whenever basically one the one dock that doesn't have any materials requires materials, it cr- like sends out a call or whatever. But that call gets like. It immediately gets f- gets sent to all the boats, so basically all the boats will try and fulfil that call at the same time. So you essentially end up with like three times too much stuff if you have multiple boats. Oh dear! Which means a lot of your a lot of the time it's like these boats are all transporting one builder each to this island, <laughs> and then they get there, and then like a min- uh, several minutes later, when you're building something on the mainland, it's like oh look, all these boats are taking one builder each back again. <laughs> So yeah, the boat system is really inefficient, and you can't keep boats on like certain routes. So there was this one level I was playing where I had my mainland with its dock, and I had my first island with its dock, and that was like a pretty short route where it was like it was a nice straight open bit of water. But then I had to expand onto this other island where the only dock that I could find to build was like you had to sail all the way around this gigantic peninsula that my main base was on to get to this other dock. And it was such an epically long trip, my boats were just getting constantly, like, transporting one rock all the way around the coastline and, like, jamming up my other route because none of the ships were transporting to the other island. And it was like, god damn, this is really terrible. Mm. 
so I ended up kind of weirdly jiffing that level by like once I'd got the dock on the island, so that you because you you can transport materials by like rowboat. Like if the if the land masses are close enough together, you can build like rowboat routes that just act like the normal paths. Oh, cool! That's kind of handy. But you can't transport people like that. What? So what uh, you have just so I, oh, so a guy like boat rows your stone or whatever from one side to the other and then just yeah. goes back. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, so you, so I had to set up this dock, get like one or two builders over there, then like build a normal storehouse instead of a dock, demolish How the do dock. You get the builders over there. Well, you do that. That's the first build is you do via the via you know the actual ships on the on the dock system, and then once you've done that, you can demolish that demolish the dock and have it, have it in a storehouse instead, so your ships no longer transport to it. And then you, instead of sending people over there, you just send tools. So you make like the because you can make extra tools out of you know metal iron. You make yeah. the tools that are specific to each of the jobs, and then those can be shipped by the by the rowboat dudes into that storehouse. And then the blokes come. Then it, then the storehouse is like, oh no, now we need a builder, so we better use this hammer and create a builder out of this storehouse on that continent. So it's like much more annoying, but somewhat significantly more efficient. <laughs> hmm. But that was a weird level. I don't understand why that level was designed that like like that. I suppose te- I think technically I could have built like a dock on that north edge of my main continent, and then a dock on that island, and then it would have been like ten feet apart. <laughs> it would have been like the shortest boat trip ever. But I thought that was dumb because then my boats also would have got distracted doing that instead of going to the island and then going all the way around that bloody coastline again. So yeah, I said fuck it and solved it in a retarded way. In <laughs> a mysterious. Tool transport way. Yep. So that's Settlers 2. Might finish that one day. Maybe. <laughs> one day. We've waited <laughs> another ten years for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I never went back to Serial Cyberpunk again after I got to that level that I thought was broken. Where I was going to use the cheats to actually just get past that one level. I should probably do that at some point. If you Google that game, what do you actually get? Not much. There is, there's like two videos of it on YouTube, which I was surprised about. Right. <laughs> Well, like, add, it's someone's should, made a video. You should add some to your Hostile Waters video. Yeah, exactly. My, my classic plan of, like, base jumpers, where it's like, I'm going to upload a video because no one else has. <laughs> Yo. Uh, I bet you've got tons of views on those Hostile Waters ones by now. Like, not really. I think it was mainly just that. Well, it was weird because there was that one, the first one I uploaded, which was, like, Mission Free, which was a really boring... The scavenger one. No, that's the one where you just get attacked and you just have to defend, right? The dot. No, it's, the, it's one with the like the big radar dish in the middle of the level that you oh, have yeah, to use yeah. the explosive. Yeah, the level you're tanker. quite a lot later then. Oh right. Yeah, I guess it must be. But um, yeah, that video got tons of views, and then the uh, the video I did of like the last mission, a sort of tutorial esque thing, yeah. didn't get nearly as many. <laughs> I'm actually looking at my YouTube now. Let's see if I can find out. It's like the last mission, part four, which is actually just the end scenes, has 1,500 views. But that mission three has 17,000 views. Yeah. <laughs> Although it has been online for two years longer. Mm. And the base jumpers video has 1,400 views. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's my YouTube channel. Um,. What else? <laughs> so yeah, uh, really oh yeah, still cyberpunk for an online window. Hang on, I'm just finding it. Classicdustgames.com. 
oh, right, one of those things. I've, I, there was, I've heard that there was a website a while ago people were messing around with that basically did NES games like that. Just in like, like in a web browser, it had basically every NES game. Hmm. But yeah, um, the other thing, I just remembered one of the more important things that I should talk about that I played. Because there was another of the Guild Wars 2 beta weekends, the last one. All right. They actually released the damn game. <laughs> and as I said last time that there was a beta weekend, I needed to go in and actually do PvP. Mm-hmm. to see what it was about, because I hadn't done that yet. So I made sure to do that this time. Cool. So I jumped into the like, World vs. World thing, and it basically it ha- it's incredibly similar in its sort of problems of, uh, as Eve is, where it's just like, it's all fleet lobs, where oh. everyone just bunches up into a big bunch, and you never attack unless you've got a million more people than the other guys. <laughs> It's the same oh. problem that Eve has. What, so you sort of stand around? If they're similarly sized lobs, you just sort of stand around? Yeah. Or, well, I mean, there's, there's probably a constant fight going on, but you never go anywhere. Get anywhere, yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, with the attack and defense aspect of Guild Wars, where it's like you can, you know, one team is defending a tower or whatever, and you're up on the walls, and you can shoot down at people. Yeah. And then that just, that you know, I'm sure it might get a bit better once people start getting more used to and know how to use like the siege equipment that you can have on attack and defense but there's just like those and you know you're never going to if that's where you definitely need like a lot higher number of forces you're not going to win that with equal force right because they can just always they're they're basically invulnerable because they're standing behind a wall so you can't easily target them especially not with melee classes yeah so they can always pepper you with arrows and shit. <laughs> and magic. So you always need like an overwhelming force just to stand there and beat down the fucking door. And also it's kind of retarded where it's just like, everybody run up and start wailing on this door! <laughs> with whatever you've got. <laughs> just keep firing. And of course in, in Guild Wars 2 with its incredibly ridiculous bright colours flashy magic, fucking impossible to see what's going on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> And it has a, another element of, like, a similar problem to Eve of, like, in Eve you have, like, spider tanking, where, because remote repairers repair more than repairing yourself, because it's like, a, you know, it's obviously meant to promote teamwork. <laughs> yeah. But, so, obviously, what, what you got was, in Eve you have spider tanking, where it's just like, a, everyone in the fleet is repairing each other in, like, a big network, and then they can obviously retarget onto whoever's taking more damage. Mm. And that, that's sort of the same problem with Guild Wars, except it's just the fact that, like, any area of effect healing is going to hit so many people, yeah, because they're all in a big, massive big lump, yeah, yeah, they're all and there will be several people using those same area of effect spells. Yeah. So it becomes really difficult to sort of make an impact. I mean, it's not to say that there isn't, like, opportunities for small groups of people to do stuff in Guild Wars, but it, it's, the, it's the classic problem of, like, you could have, like, a small group go and infiltrate this small location and take it out, but chances are, like, several minutes later, a giant blob of enemies is just going to roll over it and take it back. So you'll feel good for, like, three minutes or something, and then it's all yeah. wasted. Until the enemy responds and then just roll over you again with a huge mass. Because it's, like, a continuous thing and not, like you know, a set of games like TF2, you can't be like, woo, that was a victory, because yeah. like, it doesn't mean anything unless it's a, like, 
it does know. it does sort of count because basically the way the world versus world scoring works is it's sort of on a countdown and i think it's it's either every two minutes or every five minutes when it every, like when this timer expires you score based on what you're holding at, at that moment all right okay so in theory it's like if you take it off the enemy and then the score goes through and then they take it back at least you've scored once <laughs> yeah you've actually gained something yeah that makes sense so yeah that was a bit weird but, but yeah, I, I actually still didn't do that for very long because I was just like, "Oh, it's kind of like Eve," <laughs> and then I had a perfect analogy, so I left and went <laughs> continued go go back to see the other two races. I've got this I mean, figured out. I'm done here. Have you got any good ideas about um, how they should do PvP in these? I don't know, in it wow. that would in a different way. Not really. I mean, that's been such a big problem for Eve for so long. They've, you know, they've constantly been talking about how you, it's like we want to promote smaller fleets and like hit and run tactics yeah. and stuff. But it's, but it's just fucking never... difficult to do. Yeah, fair enough. That's the whole okay. problem. It was the classic problem with Eve, where it's like where they had to do all that special specialized server architecture, and now they're doing that time dilation thing. Yeah. Just where it's like. No matter what you do, everyone is just going to keep massing up into bigger and bigger fleets because the only way to defeat people is to bring more people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Okay. So, yeah. That so might you... be interesting. And obviously, hopefully, it should help in Guild Wars 2 that they have the idea that the servers are going to get matched against each other over time, where it's like servers that win will go off against other servers that win, which will presumably mean that the servers with the most population will end up fighting servers with, with loads of population. Yeah. So it'll be equally sized giant blobs of dudes. <laughs> Which might make things a little more. I, I I don't know, maybe if you maybe once you start getting enough people you can actually split up, because presumably there is sort of a critical mass where it's just like you're not gonna beat this door down very much faster if you just pile everyone onto it. You might as well have some other people going off and do other stuff. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But I tried out the other two races of Guild Wars 2 as well. Okay. The plant so what... dudes and the little Elf guys, I don't know what the hell they're supposed to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what but the farm guys these? are pretty in- interesting. Okay. I read an article about it on. Are they like triffids or something? Well, no, they're just like dudes that look that are made of plants. <laughs> like poison ivy or something. Yeah, basically that was the comparison that Rob made. But um, there was an article about it on Rock Paper Shotgun as well, where where they were talking about. Is kind of, it, it almost sort of goes immediately against your expectation because you automatically think that plant dudes are going to be like super hippies. <laughs> well, you like Karmarama farmers, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're all going to be like protect the environment, bitches. But then they're, they're not plants. really. They don't. It's just like you can have a flamethrower. Yeah, you can totally be a you can totally be a fire elementalist as a plant dude. That sounds like a perfect plan. <laughs> Set yeah. all the shit on fire. There's but a then, game here on this classic DOS games website called Corncob 3D. <laughs> I bet it isn't that 3D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There isn't much on here that is. But uh, the other thing about the plant dudes is like their weird storyline where it's just like apparently they exist in this weird like dream world when they're like part of the tree part of the giant tree thing that gives birth to them at some point. You know, while they're in, they're in like a pod or something, and they exist in this dream world, and they don't actually know what the real world is, and then they just wake up in the real world and like, okay, right, let's go and do this. <laughs> they okay. seem very unflustered by this whole turn of events. So they're like, like, oh, now I'm in the real world, I guess. So let's, I'll go and fight some things. 
Are they that different, though, the real world and the dream world? Maybe the dream world is like the Matrix. It's like almost perfect preparation for the real world. It's like, well, oh, guess. right, now I'm trained. I'm there is a, there's a giant dragon made out of plants, I guess. Breaking there news! Probably, there probably will be some more giant dragons made out of plants. Oh, snap, breaking news. Yeah. There's been a pinball arcade update while we've been on the air. Oh, good. Woo! They are now pushing the, the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon table. Hmm. I have no idea if it's any good or not. I haven't played it yet, obviously. And it now supports Game Center. Interesting ones. Sounds familiar, that one. Yeah, I think that might be semi-famous. Yeah, I still haven't done the Twilight Zone update, though. They still have have the license for that now, after the Kickstarter thing. Hmm. Breaking news! (laughs) So anyway, back to Guild Wars. Uh, I don't know, what else? The plant dudes... They have a really weird... Is the fact that they just like wake up into the world and they just function perfectly normally is kind of strange. And then, and the other thing that I told Rob about was they because they they come from this dream or whatever. Yeah. Like one of their generic bits of sound effect that you know when you're talking to a merchant or whatever, and it has just has like the generic greeting. One of their generic greetings is like "Follow your dream." <laughs> Follow your dream. <laughs> Which yes. When, whenever I hear that, I'm just like, the Cartman voice is going in my head. <laughs> you can meet your good. And I'm I'm free. Free. <laughs> so yeah, that was funny and you annoying. Can. And they uh, they say that like all the time. <laughs> follow the, follow your dream and seize the moment. That's what, what they're all about and exploring, apparently. That's their big thing. They want to see the world and are, are intrinsically fascinated by all these weird races that aren't made of plants. <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of cool. It's like the kind of Star Trek mentality. Yeah, I guess. And then you got the Asuras, the little elf dudes who are all about making robots and <laughs> and constant malfunctions, okay. naturally. It's not a bad motivation either. Oh, well, we were all about, like, just making robots. <laughs> we're and their city robots. is pretty fucked as well. It's just like a giant, like... I'm not sure if it's actually floating, but it's clearly very big, whatever it is. But it's like a giant rock pyramid that leads up to the top, like an open plaza at the top. And then there's like a giant cube of rock, which is like the the council chambers that floats above the top of this pyramid thing. They're all about floating and teleportation, obviously. Cool. But that that was that city is really dangerous because there's like no barriers at the edge, so you can just totally fall off. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> not that it matters if you die in town, but it's pretty. I was like. Wait, there's no barrier here. I can just totally jump down there. I wonder what's down there. Oh wait, I just died. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> fall damage. That is actually pretty funny. Oh, and the other thing to do with fall damage, segueing casually into that, is what well, like the one of the new things that they've introduced into the maps that wasn't there in the previous beta. They've introduced the idea of vistas, which are like you know scenic flybys of interesting scenery. What, so you push a button when you're near it, and it gives yeah, you a dumb flyby. Yeah, and it does like a scenic flyby. <sighs> but like okay. those, those are always are like ninety percent of the time they're like basically at the end of a jumping puzzle. Do so you have okay. to like? How do I get out there? I have to climb this dodgy bit of scenery. <laughs> so it's like this weird new sort of puzzle element to the game of weird jumping puzzles. Because now you can jump, I guess. <laughs> okay. It's quite unusual for an MMO, right? Well, 
Jumping. It's sort of unusual for an, for an MMO to embrace it. It's like World of Warcraft, you can jump, and that causes nothing but trouble, because people are always getting out of the level and stuff. Yeah, it's true. Or were. I mean, obviously, you know, they fix things over time. Over eight years, they've been. In Guild Wars 2, it's almost intentional, where it's like, this almost doesn't look like I should be able to climb up here, but I can. Yeah. <laughs> by sort of dodgily exploiting the system of jumping by skidding up this slope to get to this vista point. So yeah, that was kind of weird. And there was there's even I think there was an even bigger jumping puzzle this that wasn't actually a vista. It was just like go up here and get a bonus, an achievement. In-game achievements. Oh really? Okay. Well, they had those before, but I didn't you know, I hadn't seen now that now there's in-game achievements where it's like I got one for climbing up this jumping puzzle, and then I went to look at the achievement list, and there's like, oh, there's 20 of them. <laughs> so there must be 20 of these ingenious jumping puzzles in various places around the world. Mm. Which is kind of neat and weird. But yeah, that's still Guild Wars. <laughs> Guild Wars is Guild Wars. News! Although not very original Guild Wars. It's still Guild Wars 2. And then I'm trying to remember what else I played apart from that. I'm sure there was some other stuff. It can't have just been Settlers 2. I mean, Settlers well, 2 takes a long time. We played Did you some, play more, some more Fez. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We, played, well, we, we, tried... we didn't really play more Fez. No, that, that was the problem. We got hit by the patch bug. That, oh, no. And they said they're not had. fixing it now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so to the, they basically said, to the 1% of people that suffer from this, and it's like, 1% my ass. <laughs> We are the one percent. We are the one percent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, highly annoying. So our save is unloadable oh, right. by the current version of the game. Still possibly fixable, but it would require deleting Rob's entire Xbox cache. Pretty much, which I don't really want to do. No. no. So and we've got most of the way back to where we were. In fairness, well, we did, did like a, a few hours solid session, knowing what we know and. Well, yeah, I mean, we didn't have to think about any of the puzzles, but I, we still haven't got that many cubes compared to where where we'd got. No, to. we had like near fifty before. We're like yeah, we got we got all but one of the now. normal cubes. But yeah, and of course we got we had some of the annoying ones before, like some of the most of the clock ones. And well, I don't know if the clock ones are that annoying. I mean, we did the jumping puzzle in Fez. The first. That didn't take nearly as long as it did the first. Oh, no, time. The, yeah, the sort of Meat Boy inspired section. Yeah, we did that pretty quick. Well, it was like first proper run, wasn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I'm on fire, bitches. And then we had that stupid moment where it's like, wait, there's another door that comes out of that jumping puzzle. <laughs> Damn it. We'd forgotten where it was, but luckily it was right at the bottom. <laughs> so yeah, so, we yeah, that. We're, we're doing that. Some, yeah, we still haven't really learned anything new well, since last I time mean, we played it. We've discovered that black monolith thing. Oh yeah, the monolith. Fuck whatever that is about. I don't know what the bloody hell that does, it's just there. That was the first thing that was basically once we got the special thing that you get for finishing the game the first time. We were like, now this room appears to be empty normally, so we must have to go there and use this thing. Okay. And then we did, and then a black monolith appears and we're like, now what do we do? Yeah, that was well, a bit like more to it than that, because it was like... Like in 2001? Yeah, Kinda, yeah. There was, there was like a symbol somewhere, and it kind of relates to something you have. And then from that, you can discern what to do to yeah. One of the maps get this thing to happen. Easy to it, kinda. kinda yeah. yeah. So the black monolith came up, and then we were like, "Now you have to do something else." Apparently, because that didn't appear to do anything at all. Yeah, that end game ability hasn't proved quite as useful as we were hoping. No, 
there's a few things we're still highly confused about. Oh, and then about. we discovered that you could talk to owls. Fuck. <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, well, that okay. may not be a spoiler, because had we ever tried that before. Do you want to hear what I said again? Yes. <laughs> no, wait, no! Ah! Damn it. But yeah, we once we... T- owls as, are important, man. Yeah, and the trouble with that is that, of course, the owls only appear at night. Yeah. So you have to wait for the daylight cycle, and you do, if you don't like spot them, if you don't happen to be passing through that screen when it's nighttime, you might not even know that there would be an owl there if it was nighttime. They do make a sound though. Top tip: they have well, a noise when <laughs> they hoot at night. Yes, I guess. So yeah, we've got some more to do. Okay. I guess now we've got at least one more lead to go on the owls after our. End game ability didn't prove to be as useful in as many places as we hoped. As you were hoping, yeah. Oh well. There's got to be some mystery left. Quite a lot, yeah. I expect. And of course, the impossible question. <laughs> Damn you, Ben Heck. Security questions. Yeah. And uh, we played Team Fortress 2 some more, I guess, as we often do sometimes. Did we? Yeah. And Battlefield 3, I guess, as we well. We played some Battlefield, yeah, I remember that bit. <laughs> we played some Battlefield with Kivers, who can't play Battlefield for some reason. Apart from his system crashing it all the time. Yeah, it's not I very stable. I thought he had like, a really good new system. Yeah, yeah, it does, but it's just not very stable for Battlefield for some reason. Mm, no. In fairness, mine isn't that stable for it, but Kip, mine's sort of calmed down over, over, the, over the last few patches, whereas Kipper's is just as bad as mine was. And then Kipper's read a hilarious hint, like, a hint towards a solution on the internet where it's like, what you should do is run Origin through Steam by adding Origin into Steam, and that, for some reason, will make Battlefield 3 or something. What? <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. That's he nice. was playing Battlefield last night, I noticed, because he was on Origin on Steam, and I was like, wait, oh, that must mean he's playing Battlefield. But he did play for very long, so I didn't see what the result of that was. I'm guessing not if he didn't play for very long. Maybe it crashed. Well, it was quite late. late. <laughs> but yeah, we played some of that. That's Battlefield. And we played Team yeah. Fortress. That's Team Fortress. Indeed. <laughs> so, not anything particularly interesting. Shall we move on? Yeah, I guess so. I can't. Fi- I seriously think there should be more stuff that I played, but I can't remember. Did we actually do a news section? Well, we talked about the Olympics. So yeah, I guess that was... yeah, it's kind of news. Do you hear they're doing a new. This, like. News! There's um, <laughs> some uh, like a new edition of a PS3 is rumored. Oh yeah, and the they were going to announce slim. it at Gamescom, and then they said no, we're not going to. But yeah, it. it's like but... it, it looked weird anyway. It's like I'm not sure they'd ever do like the 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 the, the, the supposed leak was of a top loader. Right. Um, okay. Variant, so it was you know like the the old PS2 slim, and it's that like, was not bad. That the PS2. Yeah, slim. but top loaders really. <laughs> Yeah, they're a bit weird. They're kind of shit. Yeah. And prone to breaking. Yeah, it's true. And it's like, you know, the PS3 is still relatively, in terms of the console market, it's still kind of the pricier bit of kit. So unless the price went down with it... Maybe they figured out a way to make it cheaper. Yeah, perhaps. That might make a big difference for them. Yeah, for Sony it will. Yeah. But, uh, But, yeah, top loaders, yeah. Yeah. So if, that, if that's untrue, I'm kind of glad. Your PS3 nearly ate, ate a disc the other day, though. <laughs> it did nearly eat a disc, yeah. It sort of didn't, wouldn't, wouldn't give it back until I turned it off and on again. 
and then I came up, back. I guess I might end up getting one of those then if I ever get a TV because that's a good Blu-ray player, isn't it? It is a good Blu-ray player. It's yeah. a bit noisy, but I imagine the slim version isn't. Is, the slim have. version's pretty quiet. But yeah, my my old one is pretty we'll damn noisy. About, we'll see about the super slim though. Maybe that'd be quieter again. But it's not real, is it? I don't know. I don't know. I thought you said it wasn't real. Well, I don't know if they. I said that they're not announcing it at this this oh, time that they're rumored, but maybe they'll announce it another time. But who knows? But they have to announce their new console next year, so they better. Well, I'm not sure Sony will. Ten year plan. <laughs> yeah. No one believes in the ten year plan. Yeah, Xbox are going to so. Uh, yeah. E3, so probably Sony will too. We'll do something. That's only eleven months away. Yeah, that's true. It's ages. But still, ten months. I heard they might have pulled back on that because you know that leaked document from like 2010. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The Connect having the version two having like two cameras for stereo, which mm. sounds like an awesome idea. But I think they might have backtracked on that because it seems like more recent documents might have leaked, which are less. Well, you know, current Connect works pretty good, but they just need to give it more. Yeah, maybe. You know, perhaps they worked out that, you know, actually we can just do connect with better cameras and it'll work better. Because the other rumour was the kind of pluggable hardware thing, which sounds a bit crazy, you know, upgradable hardware. Like they're saying, oh, one thing that they was in this, some of this leaked stuff that actually does make sense is that they have like separate processors for like the application level and the like, the dashboard effectively so you're constant so basically you can do tv related dashboard related internet related stuff and it doesn't affect performance in the game because that's running on a different processor that's yeah. adapted so probably i'm guessing that the, like that application level one will run on like a mobile chip yeah like i thought the ps3 one. kind of did that anyway doesn't it because it dedicates one of its cell cores i thought to the os yeah well i guess that's the equivalent isn't it yeah but, uh, yeah, they're talking about dumb things like, um, you know, hey, play this sports game along with while you're watching the sports championship <laughs> on TV and, like, play along. <laughs> you don't want to play along. You want to play it before so you can predict the outcome. Yeah. <laughs> Use it to help a gambling. Bring up your Prima strategy guide. Only £15 <laughs> while you're playing. And all this nonsense. No. No. <laughs> That's what my tablet's for if I was going to cheat. You preempted me there. Yeah. Game facts. In my lap. Exactly. Lap oh, wait, facts. That reminds me of something else I actually played. Train. <laughs> yes, a train. No, train didn't remind train. me. Game facts reminded me because I. Railworks, ninety percent off. <laughs> Still hundred bucks. Because I had to, I had to go to Game Facts again because I started playing Final Fantasy Tactics A2 again on the DS. I worked out where that music is as well because I want. I was like, Rob, listen to my listen to the classic music that always annoys you, but it's it's in the shop rather than the units menu now. Oh, I see. Yeah, because the units menu is the classic. But yeah, I started playing that again, and obviously I had to immediately go to GameFAQ and look up like the job list so I knew what jobs to get my because. The reason I stopped playing A2, I finished the game, well, I finished the story, and then you get, like, the post-story missions, you know, it carries on for a while, there's extra missions beyond how many you need to do. 
But it got got to the point where it was like, when you complete this mission, you get a special unit that joins your squad. And that fucked up my whole plan, because I was like, I knew exactly who in my squad had what jobs, and it covered all the jobs really nicely. And it's like, no, we're going to force you to take this guy. <laughs> so that really super pissed me off, which is why I stopped. So then I was like, okay, this time I'll look up the job list, look up the special units in advance and see what jobs they have, and then I can not overlap. Mm, Plans. <laughs> but that's going to be several tons of hours away yet before I get to the point where that's actually going to matter. Don't know if I will actually continue playing it that long. But it's a good game. Satisfied your itch already. You not probably play really. it while you're playing Settlers 2, right? <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> so it, it, it is, as a DS game, it is, you know, it's one of those games that I can theoretically do while doing other things, like listening to podcasts even, maybe, because it's yeah. not that complicated, really. Or at least not at the start of the game, for sure. Mm. Can, is it the other fights, things you can really drift in, drift out, or do you think you can do them what you have to do, like a battle in one sitting, or...? Maybe. I don't know. It's possible... Or at least, or at least, because it's sort of turn-based, you could always just, you know, sit there for a moment. There's no time pressure. No. No, I'm just wondering how easy it is, like DS Wars, to sort of pick up your plan if you go away from it for a while. Well, I think in in in, in like tactics, it's probably a lot easier because it's not really you don't you're not really making an advanced plan. You're not really planning ahead. You're reacting to what's going on at the moment. Uh, that's cool because at one point I was thinking of picking up the uh, War of the Lions version uh, of Tactics for iPad well I don't know if that's going to be because that's supposed to be a lot harder (laughs) (laughs) you might have more problems with that I never did get around to actually playing that really I played it some and then I stopped and then I was like oh shit now I need to start over at some point when I came back to it you were playing the original PSX version weren't you yeah I never got far enough into it to get to any of the interesting jobs like calculators. <laughs> so yeah, the answer is three. <laughs> Played that. That was that was the one. That was probably the one thing that I was forgetting. Is it like so so when you're a calculator? Do you like type random like a, a random calculation in, and then the result determines what happens? So if you if you if the answer is three, because it's a magic number, you get some magic. Three <laughs> <laughs> is a magic number. <laughs> No, it's a bit more casual than that. Because it's like the calculator class is all based on the terrain. Where it's like, if you're, if you're, it's like, if, it, if you have like, it's basically global magic, where it's like, it hits everything that's lower than you, or it hits everything that's higher than you, or it hits everything that's a multiple of your level, or some combination of these things. So, yeah. Apparently, calculators can be super devastating, where it's just like, all you have to do is run to the highest point of the level, and then you can hit literally everything. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway. So, anyway. Uh, Is that the news section for a bit? Well, yeah, we're back to the play section. Are you done? Can you think of anything else? No. Shall He's I done. do my bit? Because you've got Mass Effect, right? Well, I'm not sure, really sure how much I could talk about Mass Effect, in fairness, because we're still under the spoiler agreement. Are we? Well, Zach... Oh, yeah, Zach it. needs to play it. Shit. Yeah, okay. I keep forgetting to actually go and buy that, because it's like 20 quid or whatever off Amazon. I could totally easily get it for a cheap enough price now. Yeah, yeah. you should do that. You might be able to find it. it. If they have disc copies, you might be able to find it even cheaper, but... 
Well, last time That's the, the discoveries were 20, but... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It might have come down more, because it has been a little while since then. Yeah, well, it was 20 when, on Xbox when I picked it up, so... It's... Shall I talk a bit about Max Payne? Max Payne! <laughs> Allow me to present Max Payne! Maximum Payne! New York's finest, with the highest mobster body count ever. So, uh, yes, uh, I've got Max Payne 3 in the Steam sale. And yeah. uh, booted that up on my PC. Runs a lot better than freaking Witcher 2, let me tell you. It looks really good. <laughs> it runs fun, great. Um, yeah, so it's Max Payne. It's the same uh, voice actor. So it sounds like Max Payne. It's got the same theme and everything. There's a lot of uh, cutscene going on. It's because it's Rockstar now, right? Yeah. So, and not, yeah. Not and the reflection re- bag anymore. Yeah. And it seems to be... Um, yeah, very important to them to transfer from cutscene into gameplay seamlessly. That seems to be their thing. So it's like, and that might be why it's 35 gig download because I think they've rend- they've got all the because the cutscene is all rendered in engine, right? But but it is a full motion video, I think. You know, so they've and yeah, you know, I the found it hard style. to tell from what I've seen of the yeah. game so far. And it's like, and if it if that. But, but if it like, is yeah. like full 1080p video, then it's you know it's really well done because it's 1080p yeah. at 60 frames per second yeah. HD, you know, proper full on well encoded video, and it's yeah. like, that does explain the size somewhat. Yeah, but it is. It, I mean, it is a very smooth transition because it looks very weird in some games. Like in, do you remember in Arkham Asylum, like it, it, how they have cutscenes that are in engine, but they look completely different because yeah, it's because lit it's weirdly and it's video. And it's badly compressed or whatever it is. But this, it just is totally seamless. And although they, stylish, stylistically, it's like, well, I much prefer this, to be honest, to the sort of stupid comic book panels of the previous games, which I was never a big fan of. Well, it makes I, sense I like, then, because it was more of a technical limitation, I suppose. Yeah, but. that makes more sense. I mean, it, it, I mean, I like the style, but I wasn't sure about that way of of presenting it. But yeah, so this is just like cutscene, but um, you know, with the typical kind of rock star flourish on the character animations and stuff in the cutscene, uh, and yeah, it transfers directly into gameplay. But they do a lot of like um, sort of trying to convey that Max Payne is a bit fucked up. They kind of have like a lot of like weird camera effects, like um, it happens all the time. Constantly, yeah, yeah. these like uh, color, color swatch, like these cookies. Yeah, blurs and stuff. Yeah, a bit like the corgis in the uh, Olympics ceremony uh, bond video. <laughs> so yeah, so there's a lot of that. But I but they have this thing as well where they highlight words of dialogue in the um so that pop up on screen or whatever. And I thought that would get really annoying, but actually it only happens on really significant stuff. Yeah, that doesn't so, happen as often as I was expecting. Yeah, so that's which is nice. That's much better than I feared. I mean, they're a bit crazy with those effects, but it's it's not too... I mean, it does suit it, because Max Payne was always completely over the top and and crazy in terms of sort of st- stylistically. Like, it was always, like... It was never subtle, was it, Max Payne? No. So it kind of fits. But then, um, yeah, so it transfers into the gameplay. But I don't know about you guys, but when I get a new game, I'm always, like... When it, like, ends its cutscene and goes into... And you finally have control, you want to kind of play for a bit so that you can, you know, learn, you know, what's effective and how to move around and what every button does and all that stuff. You know what I mean? But for this opening... Yeah, the tutorial area. This kind of lacked that a bit. It was kind of like, oh, okay, now you're shooting dudes, and then almost immediately after, more cutscene, and it's like, I just want to get to a bit where I can, like, 
run around Pretty and like, learn to play a bit. Yeah, so it did. It, in the midst of like setting up an interesting story and stuff, it didn't really g- give you a chance to like learn to play the game until a bit later, which was a bit frustrating because it's like, on the one hand, I want to enjoy this introduction and everything, and the other hand, I want to like feel that when I get it transfers control to me and I'm in a room full of bad guys, I can actually deal with it because I know what each button does. So does it yeah. come across as a bit of a trial by fire? Is it difficult because you're just no. like there and is, is it just an easy segment that's just a bit... Yeah, yeah exactly. It's it's easy. Um, it's not a hard section because that would be really punishing. Weird, but it's yeah. just like, I just... Even if it's really easy, um, I still want to feel... Do you know what I mean? That I know how the game controls and stuff. Uh, like, because I don't want it to be easy, really, if I'm far, I'm shooting bad guys and stuff. Like, it, it feels a bit cheap if it's like, oh, I'm killing people and I don't really know how I'm doing it or I'm not really, mm. you know, it seems to be a bit random or whatever because I haven't quite got the controls down and stuff. Anyway, but after that first bit, you do get to learn how it plays. And obviously, it's different, again, in these years. It's a bit of a strange mi- mismatch, actually. Like, because... Do you remember, like, when it switched from Max Payne to Max Payne 2, suddenly the shoot dodge was a lot cheaper on the uh, bullet time. Uh, yeah. You know, you have a, a meter of bullet time. free, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it was, I remember it being free. Yeah, maybe it was free. Yeah, and so that's not true. So, so now the shoot dodge is, like, this massive deal. Like, in Max Payne 2, you're doing it constantly, so mm. it was, like, this crazy John Woo. But in Max Payne 3, it's, like, it uses a lot of... Uh, bullet time, and it goes really slow and lasts ages. Like, the dive lasts, like, five seconds or something, so you get to mm. kill quite a few. So it's an awesome move when you do it, but you have to be sure that you're doing the right thing. So you end up not doing it very often. Whereas in Max Payne 2, it was like, constantly, oh, I'll get behind this pillar and then I'll shoot dodge! You know, constantly yeah. shoot dodging around. Be behind the next one and then I'll shoot dodge! Shoot dodge again! Yeah, and you quite rarely deployed the actual bullet time in Max Payne mm. 2 because you were constantly shoot dodging instead. And I actually, well, I really enjoyed that over the first game because the shoot dodge was really fun and I, I found it quite annoying that it was limiting you. But in this, in 3, it's like, it's kind of cool because it's like you don't do it very often, but when you do, it's very dramatic or whatever. But you have to be sure that it's the right moment. Yeah, I was about to say, because from what I'm seeing in the game, it can, it can quite easily go badly wrong. Yeah, it can go like wrong just, easily. Like if you accidentally sort of try and use it and you clip a wall at the wrong time, for instance, which yeah. actually sort of at times fairly convincingly stuns him out of the dodge. Right. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, yeah. you can sort of be that in that stunned state. Well, there's a dude right in front of you. Right there, yeah. Fucked. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, and it has like a a last stand thing as well. Like where when you're about to die, like kind of like in Call of Duty, it gives you a, like a. Well, as far as I can see, it doesn't happen all the time either. That it's like it's pretty no. cool when it does, but Sometimes. it's just like it's kind of yeah, yeah. Not not every time do I give it to you. So it's a question of what's the main flow of gameplay, and it's more like a standard shooter, I guess. But the the shooting is really satisfying. Like when you actually hit someone, it really feels like the impact is like yeah, yeah. they've gone for the high damage model, but high damage, yeah, it? yeah. And um, so you've got cover um, a cover button like Gears of War or whatever, like a standard third person shooter now. So you can use that to, um, you know, in the normal style. There's a duck button, there's a toggle, but when you use it, you go incredibly slowly, so it's, like, basically useless. So you can't, like, crouch around. Do you know what I mean? You, can't you, basically, you can't yeah. duck walk. And there's a sprint button, but it doesn't seem to make me much faster either. <laughs> it's a 
Yeah, so it's yeah, it's kind of strange. But so it seems to me that the rhythm is like you move into a new area or something, and as soon as you see a guy, you hit the um because you're going to get shot immediately because he'll just so you hit the bullet time, and then you have to kill him and earn enough bullet time back that you haven't lost any in the interaction. Ideally, you see what I mean. So, and even when you're behind cover, when you pop up, you get shot quite badly because you're exposed. Um, so it tends to be like pop up, hit the bullet time, try and hit three people's heads or whatever, and then make sure you toggle off the bullet time so you're not wasting it. And then, because that becomes very irritating when you go into a new section and you've, you haven't got any bullet time, it becomes quite a lot more difficult or just, just a pain, you know, because you can't shoot dodge either, obviously, if you've got no bullet time. No. I don't think. Yeah. No, so, no, yeah. From what I saw, the dodging actually uses quite a hefty chunk of your. It uses a chunk. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and so, and you only, the only way to earn bullet time is by killing people, I think. And you don't get that much even on like normal mode. And you don't even get that much ammo. Like I've been running out of ammo in my, in these early stages. I don't think I've quite figured out all the, you know, um, cause you kind of have, um, you know, uh, pit, pistol, and then you've got like or Uzi, like one-handed weapons, and you can double them up, or you can have a, you know, a, a rifle or a shotgun, which you can kind of carry while you're shooting with a pistol. Yeah, which looks really and cool. I saw that the animation for that is pretty neat. Yeah, I thought the, like how he sort of carries the gun in the other hand while. Yeah, I mean they're pretty hot on the animation in general of Max. Like he has a lot of weight, kind of like in, you know, Red Dead or something, but but now it's like a smooth movement rather than the... Which it had to be, right? Because if that had manoeuvred like L.A. Noir, it would have been a disaster. So yeah. they've kind of managed to marry the, like, snappy shooter controls to, like, a convincing character weight and movement, which is really cool and interesting. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, so I haven't played too much of it, but I've been quite enjoying the set pieces and the story. Like, there was a big shootout in a... Um, big stadium which was kind of cool with lots of nice little sections you know broken up with uh sniping sections and uh and uh, i mean it, in the first mission of the game you you end up like as they say on giant bomb it, like it gets ridiculous pretty quick you're already hanging off a helicopter shooting incoming rpg rounds hmm. you know <laughs> uh, Sweet. yeah exactly so it's like crazy and it looks great uh um but uh yeah. Have you already? Are you? But are you thinking uh, at this point in the game that Max should lighten up a bit? Not yet, but he so has. That's what a lot of people say. It's just like you know, the, most of the game is like him sort of going, ah, mope, mope. Woe is me. Oh, I knew this would happen because I was there. But Things it was always, always really mopey because I'm there. I don't know. Max Payne was always, it was always a bit like, and like I had a sense of humor, but it was like a dark kind of. It wasn't Max that had the sense of humor. Really, it was like the little weird TV programs in the world and stuff. Do you, do you remember those? And, well, um, I don't, yeah, I don't remember, being, remember being quite so mopey. As, yeah, well, maybe. That's was... what people are saying. But... Yeah, perhaps not. Well, anyway, I haven't got far enough for him to be like really pissed off yet. He seems to be. Yeah. I thought, I thought that I did think the screen effects were done a little much, because like, I've yeah. seen a section of the favela, and you should, you're just walking around for a while, and it's doing it like every few seconds. Yeah, that's kind of annoying. Like maybe six, I mean, it's, it's a little overdone. Yeah. But like I say, Max Payne as a franchise was always a bit over the top, so I can see where they're coming from. But I kind of... 
Like, I'm quite enjoying the change of pace, the Sao Paulo stuff. I mean, well, it's I'd different. Well, it would be over the top on content, I think, rather than on presentation, if you know Yeah, I mean. that's like, true. Make, make true. the actual what he does over the top rather More than crazy. just yeah. make the screen fucked. That's true, that's true. Yeah. Maybe a bit more hard-boiled in there. What was that game? Stranglehold. Um, Stranglehold, yeah. A bit more, like, running <laughs> down... Sliding across everything. <laughs> yeah, sliding yeah. across every table. Running running down um, bar- banisters, banisters, wasn't it? And, like... <laughs> Sniping while doing so. Sniping people in the face, yeah, maybe. As Chow Yun fat. Obviously. Clearly. But, yeah, uh, enjoy it so far. Uh, uh, we'll get back to you. I, I mean, it, I've had a, f- a flashback section to New Jersey, and I'm hoping there's a few of those, because I quite like the old Max Payne. Just New York when it, in the snow, and the, this dirty kind of vision of New York. Yeah, I'm surprised they moved away from that a little bit. Well, I mean, you know I mean, they had to do something different, but, I mean, that, that vision is, is well, no, but as, compelling. Really, did they have to do something different? Because it's been so long. Well, I suppose, yeah, they could have just done it like a remake type thing. Like I was well, watching... this isn't certainly even a remake. It's just like, you know, going back to that setting. That setting, yeah. Like, after so long, is going to feel fresh again. Like I mean, it is modern a... wizardry. It is a great... It's a neo-noir, isn't it? New York City setting. It's really cool. I, I mean, I was watching Seven on the TV the other day, and it kind of is... They never name the city in Seven. So it's clearly... Yeah, it's New York-y, isn't it? It is but... New York-y, but like a horrible New York, basically. Like, that's really constantly raining and... Uh, and everything's falling apart, and it's mm-hmm. and the, there's a there's a bit in that where um, Brad Pitt is chasing the killer through some apartment blocks and stuff, and it's basically the same as like that bit in Max Payne two, when you're you know when you're running from your apartment. No, I don't um, know enough about Max Payne. I never actually played Max Payne two. Yeah, really. but it, but it's like a similar kind of theme. Yeah, I would. I I don't. I wonder how that game stands up actually, because you probably get that super cheap on Steam. It's not. It's a good game, Max Payne two. But anyway, well, I will let you know. I have the PS2 version somewhere. Oh, I wouldn't play it on anything other than PC, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it seems a bit weird to put that. I mean, Max Payne 3 would be more of a console game. That would make more sense, because it's obviously developed with that in mind. I don't know about Max Payne 2. But um, yeah, but I'll let you know how Remedy have got on when I do Alan Wake after this. But uh, yeah, I'll get back to you with, with more Max Payne uh, next time. But yeah, good so far. Uh, I haven't played a shooter for a while, and it's quite satisfying to shoot at dudes, as uh, you know, as Jeff <laughs> as, would say, as, as shooting as dudes. Part, as the core part of that game, you'd hope it would be good. Yeah, the shooting dudes is good. What do you think about bullet, the bullet death moment? Uh, it's a bit weird. I don't tend to. I mean, it's cool. There's uh, been some complaints about being a bit of a weird stylistic sort of. It's only weird if you make it weird. It's yeah. only weird if you keep hitting the button. Like you don't have to continually pump the guy full of bullets if you don't feel like it. You know, it's a bit unnecessary. But it's only gratuitous yeah. if you make it gratuitous. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just why did they give you that option if you don't? Yeah. I mean, it's like just just have the one the last bullet. Surely that's dramatic enough. I guess if some people enjoy that stuff, then well, but that's no. don't know. But anyway, Rockstar, yeah. Rockstar had. Yeah, I suppose it's Rockstar. They had to do something. Mental, I suppose. But you, as I say, you you can just leave it and yeah. then carry on. Don't do it, man. It's not worth it. I'm wondering if it wastes your ammo, though. I can't really tell if it's yeah. like free ammo because the HUD disappears. Yeah, exactly. So I tend not to do it for that reason because it's like, well, I'm running low anyway. I better not keep shooting. 
since this guy's already dead. Well then. Well then. Recommend so, for now? Well, I'll leave my recommendation, but I'm enjoying it so far. But I'll let you know when I've played a bit more. Right, uh, so, um, Rob, what have you been playing? Tiny, the, uh... tiny bit more pinball. <laughs> Not a, a massive amount. I haven't had much time to do much this week, in all honesty. So it's, uh... But I did manage to finally clear Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 3. And I've finished it with the extended cut ending. Okay, so I haven't um, seen that. Well, I've, I've sort of done a bit of research on it as well and looked up, like, the normal versions of the endings and things like that, and it's like... I can see how the new one really sort of improves a few aspects, but I'm, okay. I'm not entirely sure it's such a big deal that was made of it, if you know what I mean. I know, well, I know people that... They made a big deal of the extended cut, they made a big deal of the original. <laughs> yeah, I know what I mean, but I sort of, like, even knowing how the original plays out, it's like, yeah. I'm not so sure that it's really as bad as it's made out. Yeah, that was my feeling, right? That's what I said at the time. It's there, there, there was a couple... I, I, I agree, there are some points which are a little bit weird, and you're just like, wait, what? How, how did that happen, and why are yeah. they doing this Like without it? Um, which are definitely explained by the, okay. the extra scenes. Just um, clear up the weirdness. Yeah, it's because it's it's not just it's not just the ending, as I say. That there's a lot of extra interspersed scenes, like from the oh, Earth okay. sequence onwards. Okay. Um, like just right in the middle of you doing something, there'll be an extra bit slotted in that kind of ah. explains something. Is there any new um, gameplay in there then, or is it just cuts? No, there's no new gameplay. It's just extra right, scenes mid gameplay, basically, and and there's an additional ending. Um, Okay. I'm pretty sure Paragon and Renegade doesn't make a difference. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. That that that's no longer a, a that's that's and... what annoyed people though, right? And one of the things that annoyed people was that yeah, it made that no doesn't difference. make a difference. It's pretty much like this isn't spoiler territory here. It is pretty much choose an ending. Yeah, dial an ending. Like, it's, um... Yeah, it's the Deus Ex thing and with with a certain amount. With a, and and even the galactic quite readiness thing, SpaceX, and yeah. even the galactic readiness thing, or the what was it, the EMS or something, yeah. they refer to it as the, um, I don't know, I can't remember what that stands for, um, but the um, even even that doesn't actually change that much. Yeah, you get in the endings better versions of the same endings, don't you? Very very slightly, as yeah. far as I know, like incredibly slightly. Well, my main thing was that I didn't get the Paragon option in the gameplay of the end sequence or whatever. So this is the weird thing. I had all the options all the time during my playthrough. I like I could be as renegade or as Paragon as I wanted. Like so, I always got those speech trees. Oh right. Somehow I had both. Oh, could you just choose them then? Yeah, I I never really had a problem. I just sort of like just every time there was a choice like that, I had both options. And they weren't great because it was grayed out for me. It was the only Paragon choice I ever had that was grayed out. Was the yeah. end, right at the end, so you I, must have to be super goody two shoes to get. Well, I was that. a super bastard. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I never saw a grayed out option on either side. And also, it forced me to do a renegade option; otherwise, I'd die and it's game over. Oh, did it? Yeah. Uh, I because I couldn't even... choose. I couldn't choose the Paragon, and then immediately after that. Um, there's two renegade moments to, you know, action moments. And uh, if you pass them both up, then you just die, and that's it. Huh. Yeah. 
Maybe I, the DLC changes that so you get more options. Like, well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I'm struggling to remember like re- any real momentous renegade moments. There's one. I'm talking about. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for that, but this is elusive man stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. I think yeah. I didn't realize. Uh, no, I don't, I don't remember pulling the trigger at that point. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm like, like I can, I can. There's some non-spoilery stuff I can talk about. Boss fights in that game suck balls. <laughs> yeah. It's like they are so friggin' irritating. Um, there's a section where there's something firing giant laser beams at you, and you're on the <laughs> ground with oh, a target yeah. painter. That is possibly the shittest moment in the game. Oh yeah, I know the bit at the end of the um, quarry Rack. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. Like I, I fucked that Friggin up like, awful. five times or something. I was thinking this is I like did it much more I- than five times. It took like, me fucking hours to do that. It's like freaking poison ivy all over again, only worse. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. That was that pretty bad. Po- yeah. But it was just it's 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 inconsistent. The giant death laser seems to sometimes like Yeah. It's tracking behaves weirdly. You have to like roll at the right Point well, this is the thing. If you, if you have to roll at the right moment to avoid it, but if you're walking in that direction before rolling, it yeah. tracks into your roll. Yeah, so you have to, like, change direction and roll, I guess. And I have had times where the tracking has just twitched yeah. at the end, weirdly, and it's just hit me. And I have been killed by when the laser has passed me, and there's nothing yeah. visible, and I've just <laughs> died. Yeah, it's a bit fucked up, that whole section. It's not and there are times really where up. the laser painter doesn't seem to work, like it goes to the tone... Yeah, but then nothing happens. Nothing, so it's yeah. like, right, I've got to wait for the next cycle and do it again, and then it happens. It's, yeah. it's that a will... bit. It's just shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. It's just a, a badly made section, yeah. and it's annoying because it's like this epic fight going on in the yeah. background. The actual setting and the yeah. music and all that is really well made. It's just what you're doing is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. They could have just made that a sequence, and I wouldn't really have minded. No. Like you've done a lot, enough stuff up to that point in that yeah. mission to make yeah, it it's fine. Awesome. Just sort of pull the trigger. That would done. Um... Yeah. Oh, humbug. Oh, and you, um, again, not a spoiler, I suppose, because you pretty much always know it's coming. There's a character that you meet like a third of the way through the game called Kai Lang, and yeah. naturally, there's a face-off, and yeah. that, oh, was that was pretty awful done. as well. I kind of won that without knowing how. He just sort of died. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that... Because you, you're kind of falling into the floor all the time with that. With it's, that it's, it's a really awkward section yeah. to navigate. And, so it's like, you can't really and, see him very much. I don't know what it was can. like in normal mode, but in hardcore mode, he fires that little pistol that, as far as I can tell, knock, knocked off about 60 to 70% of my shield in a single hit. Right, yeah. And he fires like, putt, 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 like that. And it's like, yeah. if you get caught by three shots, you're dead. Yeah, um, yeah. It's... So you have to hide. And you can't see the bullets coming. You, don't, you can't hear when he's shooting, mm. um, as opposed to just running around. And he seems to be able to shoot whilst running around as well. And it's... Uh, so every now and then, you'll just die. Yeah. It's like, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. You're dead. Sorry. It's just... No, there's no skill in surviving that section, really. It's just, if you're unlucky, you're dead. Yeah. There's a certain tactic to killing the airbow enemies, like when the phantoms come down, that's pretty irritating, but... Um, 
Yeah, how did you feel about that section at right at the end where you're defending the missile? The batteries? missile batteries? Yeah. Good God, that's insane. Yeah, it's crazy, but kind of cool, though, because at that yeah, point, you're it, quite it's powered actually diffi- It's legitimately difficult rather yeah. than... Um, yeah, it's not a jib. And it's quite a big area. It's a, there's a lot of crap there, but if you can get around the stuff, then you can run away to the other end. Or and by that point, some, actually taking down brutes isn't actually that difficult. By that yeah, point you know what you're doing at that and point. Taking down banshees is a little pain. Yeah, banshees. And your yeah. teammates still have a tendency to just walk up to a brute and go, Hello! Blast! <laughs> yeah. Fucking <laughs> tards. Yeah. It's just really annoying. Just, you're just sitting there shouting all the time. <laughs> Why the what fuck are you dead already? <laughs> I'm quite literally, the fight has only just started and you're dead. This is very helpful. I'm wasting my expensive medi gel supply. <laughs> Long. And in fairness, I never really actually got into a situation where I ran out of Medigel. I always sort of seemed to have eight in supply. Even after using it for a while, it would say, you've still got eight. And it's like, all right. <laughs> I'm abusing this. What did you think of London? Busted London? It doesn't really look much like London. No, I like that they had like a bunch of of uh, the stupid vehicle from the first game. Like, Oh, yeah, the Mako's hanging yeah, about. Yeah, Mako's. Yeah, getting knocked. Cool. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, there's enough lens flare in that game already, but like Earth is like just lens flare city with the. Reapers that that is a cool effect. Yeah, it looks Those awesome. Those AA turrets are neat. But yeah, it's mental. That whole end section is hard, but. When you're running. You, you feel sovereign. justified it's in not its sovereign, difficulty. Sorry. The other. Harbinger, isn't it? When you're running towards Harbinger, that's like crazy. There's some added stuff there that explains a few things. Oh, really? As okay, well. cool. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, we'll have to save the detail of the extended cut fight to, okay, for Zachary to when Zach does it. I, I I didn't think the ending was bad. I quite liked it. No, I think it's fine. I mean, yeah. I, I won't say any more, but maybe go back over my original comments and see what I said then. And, and uh, <laughs> by the time uh, Zach comes around and we can have a full full discussion, possibly. But yeah, it's a pretty good game. I kind of wish they mixed up some of the levels a little more. Mix them up. As in, because it's pretty much always go here, kill some dudes. Yeah. Go here, kill some dudes. Somehow I just wanted a bit more variation in what I was doing. It wasn't much. It wasn't like explore the galaxy. It was more like, oh god, we've got to save the galaxy. Let's go to all the places and deal with it rather than. Yeah, although yeah. you're still exploring, sort of. Kind of, but it's not like as much. There's not much, there's not much to really find that's interesting on your own. It's yeah. not that you really find places. Places yeah. where there's missions, you have to be yeah, told right. there's a mission there, and then you can do. It. I did have a few things yeah. fuck up. Like I'm sure there were a few. Yeah, I had some bugs. Um, um, I have un- un- uncompletable quests on the Citadel. Yeah, I had. exactly. Like, yeah. I had all the items. Yeah, I had everything that people wanted. It's like, well, I just got that. You go to the Citadel, can't find the guy. That was. I mean, at the time, it was everyone was going on about how buggy Skyrim was, and I'm like, well, at least I can finish quests in fucking Skyrim. Well, yeah. not always. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, I didn't have any problems in Skyrim, whereas whereas in uh, Mass Effect, I did, and it's like, well, yeah, this doesn't supposedly make sense. something to do on um, Dekuna as well. Right. Yeah. Like for an Elcor diplomat hanging about in the city. Oh yeah, so I, I spoke to him, and he's like, "Go to Dekuna. I go there. There's nothing to do. I come back and talk to him again. And he's like, "Thanks for that." What? Oh, what did I, I just you, do? Maybe you like picked up an item or some shit on that. There was nothing there on that planet. Oh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was fucked up. It was yeah. just like, I'll take that. I'll take that experience. And it's like, yeah. so I did practically everything I could in the galaxy as well, and I don't, yeah. you don't, and I didn't have enough to max level. No, 
So I got to level 56, and there's nothing left for me to do in that world that I can do. Yeah. And you even did some of the multiplayer and shit, didn't you? Yeah, you don't gain shepherd experience for the multiplayer. No, but, but you... It's, it's, yeah, it is unnecessary to do the multiplayer now, which is nice. Yeah. And that bloody percentage goes down so fast after yeah. you do any of the multiplayer that it's kind of annoying anyway, because it's like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it all in one big burst at the end. Yeah, exactly. But then you sort of realise, well, I don't really have to. Not now. Oh, cue uh, people entering the house. Okay. Well, we're getting towards the end now, aren't we? How are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're still live. <laughs> there we go. I said it would happen. Did you? Okay. <laughs> oh, so there. So there. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm done with that now. I think you can look forward to Saints Row chat next Excellent. time. Giant purple floppy dildo attacks. I'm probably looking forward to playing that. Crazy. Not because of the, you know, the, the big purple floppy dildos that, that make people explode, I think, at some point. but. Well, that's what you say. Okay, <laughs> we'll see. I'm more interested in auto-tuned gangster man. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so that's for next time. Shall we uh, wrap it up then? Do you think? I don't know. Uh, we haven't got yeah, time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm out, I think. I've not got much, uh, okay. much to talk about other than that. Oh, I played a bit of Death Rally on iPad as well. I heard they're bringing that to PC, which I don't understand. Because really? it was a PC game like 10 years ago, wasn't it? Was yeah, but it's, it's a remade. It's like, so it's oh, is different. it remade? It's oh, okay. Like, it's like fully remade rather than just a port. Oh, okay. It's well, like yeah. Did, it's got 3D graphics and like things. And... So you'll be able to play that. There's not a crazy amount to it, though. No. No, sure. But maybe no, they'll It plays quite well on iPad, in fairness, but it's like there is there's very little actual content. Yeah. That's Remedy, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Lol. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it was free for a while on iPad. I'm not sure it is now, but... Yeah. You have to catch it when it's free, don't you? Bonus. Bonus? So, yeah, I'll, I'll check that out that still there? Now. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> 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 disappeared for a while there. Okay. Not really. So, I'll, uh, so I'll, I'll check out that Pinball Arcade news. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, check out the Black Lagoon table. Great job, the Black Lagoon. And uh, we'll pull back on that next time. Alrighty. Okay. I think we're just about done here. Yeah, we're just about done. Goodbye from the Salacast, and uh, we hope you enjoy the London Olympic Games or something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Whether whether that be ironically or legitimately. Uh, Indeed. Uh, So catch you next time for more video game news, etc. Oh, my God, the ping pong pong. Bye. It's kind of a statement, isn't it, when you whip it out on the train or whatever.